1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy.
3: All right, the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy.
4: Today's a day of remembrance across the country. The
5: bombing of Pearl Harbor.
6: Today is a day to remember the
7: Japanese launched a devastating surprise attack on U.S. military forces in Pearl Harbor.
4: Japanese planes attacked the Pearl Harbor Naval Base in Hawaii.
7: Prompted the U.S. to enter World War II. Let
4: us pray in silence and remember those of our comrades who have fallen.
3: National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. All right, start the show. 8 a.m. this morning is when it happened in 1941, December 7th, and uh, the base was attacked 353 imperial japanese aircraft approached and the thing is a radar was just experimental at the time so uh there was actually a radar radar sighting of this blob you know on the screen which was a little thing as we could imagine this about five inches in diameter i mean about this big Mm -hmm. uh in black and white that was just out of focus and all it showed was like a a cotton ball in the middle. Yeah. So to them, they were like, oh, this is just an artifact of something that, this new technology and uh, it never got to anybody. The radar, uh, whoever, whatever you call him, the guy who was running the radar just told the guy next to him, he said, hey, look at this. And he said, yeah, it looks like just something, you know, they didn't know. This, it was brand new. It's like when computers are brand new to us or, or, you know, whatever. But, uh, and think about that. And then of course, just about an hour and a half later, the attack began. And they obliterated the uh, the naval uh, fleet that was there. And the, the really spooky one is the first radio broadcast out of there to anyone. Back then, radio was god-awful. It was AM, but it was even worse than AM. It was just scratchy, barely, you know, discernible broadcasts. You had to listen real close. That's probably why people sat around the radio. Mm -hmm. You had to listen real close to understand what they were saying. But um, here's some uh, sample of the first broadcast when they said this isn't, he actually said on the air, this is no joke. Basically what he's saying is we're witnessing an invasion and this is not a joke. Here's where he says that. Pearl Harbor, and a severe bombing of Pearl Harbor by, severe bombing of Pearl Harbor <laughs> by enemy planes. Undoubtedly Japanese. Japanese undoubtedly Japanese. Joke, it is a real war. This is no joke. This is for this is real war. So, yeah. And you could see where the tower for that radio station is right next to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. It, I, still, I think it's still there. I was there a few years ago. I'm not sure if it's still there, but a bomb lands about 50 feet from the radio tower or else that's, that message would have never gotten out. And back then there was no, it's not like you'd call somebody up. I mean, right. it's just, it was impossible to get a message anywhere.
8: Have you ever, I'm guessing, because you said you were there, you got to go see the USS Arizona. Yeah. Did you go to Pearl Harbor yeah, and yeah. all that?
3: Yeah. It was amazing. It, it's truly amazing. If you ever get a chance, it's worth it. Yeah, here that's one of the best memorials we got. Yep. So today they're doing all that stuff. And a um, total of 2,403 Americans were killed and 1,178 others were wounded, making it the deadliest event ever recorded in Hawaii. And of course, the second deadliest event militarily on the homeland next to 9-11. So there you go. Um, okay. So somebody said to me yesterday, I got off the air and we were... I was at the diner and somebody was talking to me and said, and this was somebody's low information. There's nothing wrong with that. People are busy. You know, they get 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Right. Most of the time they overhear it on somebody else's television and some other business. And it's usually ABC, NBC or CBS or CNN, God forbid. But uh, they said, can you explain what is really going on with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and the corruption? So uh, I got together a sheet here where I'm going to quickly explain exactly what is happening right now.
8: In layman's terms? Yes. Yeah, well, sort I'm gonna of- do. I'm
3: gonna do it with clips of audio okay. and the timeline of what's happening right at this moment. Gotcha. Are the walls closing in? I would never say that because the media said that about Trump for six years. Oh, the walls are closing in. Oh, he's going to get impeached. And then that impeachment happened and that was a nothing burger. And then they did it again. You know, the walls are closing in. And of course, now that he's at, when he was when he was done and he was out of office, they were like, he'll never be president again. Here we are on the verge of Donald Trump becoming president again. And, you know, the media's out there bashing him constantly. They're on overdrive. They can't help themselves. It's unreal what you turn to tune in any of the mainstream media networks the corrupt corporate networks it's overdrive hate it's unreal nothing trumps the trump stories he's number one lead story in every network when there's actually nothing going on he has to be so anyway um here's what happened first of all the laptop came out was left at a computer store in delaware hunter biden's laptop. The owner of that store, his life has been destroyed by the FBI and just about everybody else. It's been destroyed. He, you know, for whatever it was worth, I guess he saw the laptop, opened it up. Something was wrong with it, he thought. So he was looking through the hard drive, realized this is stuff not to be seen by the just regular folk. So he called the FBI. Rudy Giuliani got a copy of the laptop hard drive as well. He made copies of the hard drive. Um, basically, FBI hid it for two years because the election was coming up with Biden. They uh, put out all kinds of censorship notes to uh, Twitter. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and whatever else was social media at the time, and said, don't dare report this story.
8: Because remember, they had a survey of people asking people, would you have still voted for Joe Biden had you known about the situation? And over half of them said no.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Trump would have easily won the election if this, so they hid the information. The FBI and the U.S. government actually interfered with our election. So anyway, at that time, the media was going crazy. But first, let's back up to NBC News on the Laptop data. Now, all of a sudden, after they said that the laptop was Russian disinformation, all of a sudden, ABC is not only admitting it, that it's actually true, but using it for their stories. They say, Joe, helped. Here, here it is,
9: according to an NBC News analysis of a copy of Biden's hard drive and iCloud account, as well as documents released by a Senate committee during the campaign. Then candidate Joe Biden denied his son profited off a China connection.
10: My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China.
9: The records show Hunter Biden's company received nearly $5 million in consulting contracts from that joint venture funded by a Chinese energy company.
3: Right there. That's laid out. That's the story right now about the laptop. Now, remember, two years leading up to NBC and New York Times and New, uh, Washington Post and all these people actually admitting that the uh, New York Post story was actually true when social media said, it. Oh, no, it's all garbage. It's Russian disinformation. The media was going everywhere saying Russian government disinformation comes from the Kremlin, Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. That's mainstream media lying to your face mm-hmm. and then censoring it. There's a lawsuit right now, censoring it through social media and anywhere else they can. Now, Trump, you heard Biden just say, I don't know if you said it in that clip, but Biden goes on to say 50 intelligence officials say the laptop is Russian disinformation. Anthony Blinken is the Secretary of State. But at that time, he was uh, Biden's campaign aide. Get it how this works? Campaign aide. Hey, you help me out now and I'll make you Secretary of State. He becomes Secretary of State. As Secretary of State, he goes to 50 intelligence officers. This is not legal. And coerces them to sign off on a letter that says that the laptop is Russian disinformation. Right. Right. All 50 of those intelligence officials, most of them retired, should be brought up on charges. Seriously, they signed a letter, a document, attesting to the laptop being fake. Here is that.
10: There are 50 former national
3: intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. That's during the debate with Trump. Then NBC News comes back.
9: The president's son and his company brought in about $11 million between 2013 and 2018, including some years in which his father was vice president, working as an attorney, a board member to a Ukrainian gas company accused of bribing a prosecutor, and for a joint venture involving a Chinese businessman now accused of fraud.
3: Now, here's how it gets good. OK, that wasn't bad enough, the $11 million. The year he made the $11 million Hunter Biden did and his firm is the same same year that he claims that the uh, truck he bought with his dad's, remember the truck he borrowed money from his dad to buy this, what was it? An was F, a, a, Raptor. Uh, a Raptor? Yeah, the Ford F-150. Yeah, it's a $100,000 truck. Oh, they're nice. Yeah, the same year that he got that $11 million, he had to borrow money from Biden, he says, to buy this truck after trading in a Porsche and an Audi. To get the truck. That's how much the truck is. It's a hundred something thousand dollars. By the way, he ruined the truck. Breaks my heart. So anyway, now NBC is calling him out on that. Now in doing so, making all that money and getting that truck, Hunter evades taxes from income tax. But a Hollywood lawyer, a friend of his, pays off the $4.9 million he owed
9: in income tax. The money was arranged by one of the younger Biden's new attorneys, Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris, best known for brokering a deal for the South Park TV show. Does paying that tax bill wash away any liability that Hunter Biden may have now?
2: Paying the tax bill, if in fact that's what he did, doesn't undo the crime. It would be
3: like returning money to a bank that you robbed. You still robbed the bank. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So here's how the whole thing works, and, and it's come, now it's all coming together. It's starting to make sense, okay? So, Hunter Biden goes to all these countries, sells influence of his dad. His dad is vice president, right next to Obama. So, he can influence legislation, and he can... Companies that want to get into the United States to do business can get in by using that influence. Hunter goes out there and sells the influence of his dad. He makes a lot of money. Now, his dad, on the breakdown of who gets money, is 10%. He's the big guy, quote unquote. That's what it says. The big guy gets 10%. How does he do it? That's, that's where the media has been saying, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence Joe got any money directly. Well, you see, Hunter Biden, this last one, there's many more before this, is paying his dad, that's what he was caught in these statements this week, $1,500 a month for that truck.
8: So he said it was for
3: the that's, truck. That's, just, that's a small part of it. His Sarah Biden paid his dad $40,000 last week, and it goes on and on. Joe Biden's, Jim Biden, his brother, paid him a $250,000 check. On the bottom it says loan repayment. So the way it works is Hunter Biden brings in all this money. And all his associates, Jim Biden, uh, Bobulinski, they all gather that together. They launder that through 20 LLCs that don't have any function attached to them. They're just... Bank their bank accounts, yeah, basically. Like there's no physical address for half these places. Right. They launder the money. There's no services rendered. The money's spread out amongst Biden's family. Biden's family writes checks to Joe 10%. So if, if uh, Sarah Biden gets 40, she has to write a check mm-hmm. to Joe for, what, 4,000? Is it 4, 10%? Uh, yeah, about yeah. 10%. I mean, it sounds small, but it, it accumulates when you're talking 31 million total. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's been done. So money flows to the Biden family through these money laundering LLCs. The Biden family writes a check to Joe Biden, 10%, which is repayment for a loan, but nobody can find any loan documents. Yes, he's the big guy.
8: This is highly legal, yeah?
3: <laughs> well, yeah. It's, 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 consp- it's money laundering. It's almost treasonous. I mean, it's amazing. That's where I
8: was getting with that. I just didn't uh, want to I mean, else I don't kinda... think
3: you can prove treason, but you can certainly prove major corruption. And he mm-hmm. should be removed from office. But that's what's been going on.
6: They say Joe helped Hunter make payments on his Ford Raptor. But why would Hunter need a Raptor if he's got a Porsche? Mm-hmm. Remember, he's got the Porsche for free. The Kazakhstanis bought him a $142,000 Porsche, and Hunter also owned an Audi at the time. You're telling me, Joe Biden, knowing that his son owned a Porsche and an Audi, loaned him money to buy a $50,000 truck? What kind of dad, knowing your son has been in and out of rehab, is loaning him thousands of dollars to buy a
3: third car. Right? Mm. And this is how it all started. I played you this just a few seconds ago. The media saying... Russian government disinformation comes... That's world. The laptop was disinformation. All of what you just heard that NBC reported now all comes from the laptop they said was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. They lied to you all along, and now they're pretending they never lied to you. Isn't that funny? Because they know most people don't pay attention. So a reporter brought this up to Pepe Le Pew, the White House press secretary. And uh, just like with every, any, everything else she does, she just walked out.
6: Did the president accept payment and... You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? Why would there be such an arrangement if they were never in business together or if there was a wall of separation, as the president has previously said? So
7: I have to be uh, clear with you. I-, I have not seen that report, so I would have to refer you to my colleagues over at the White House Counsel's office on that particular question. All right, everyone. See some of you in Boston or on Wednesday. Thanks. <laughs>
11: You know, if I had a nickel for every time she
3: referred us to her colleagues, yep. dude, she does I'd be a bazillionaire. It. She's a she's an absolute vacuous moron. But you know, she fits the DEI boxes that needed to be checked to oh, get wow. that job. Those are the important parts that, that the political donors care about. Isn't that amazing though? Debates last night. Uh let's see. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The debates don't matter, but yeah. there were some fun times, wasn't there? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Nikki Haley probably taking a, a, a calamine bath after You're all the burns last <laughs> night. <laughs> do you have? Do you want to play the audio? Because I really don't care. Oh yeah, here I got some. Just um, say what it is and just play
11: it. Well, we had a, a Vivek holding up a sign. Yeah. About Nikki Haley being corrupt. No. This was the burn of the night for her
12: first debate. She said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party, and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem, and I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud, and it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters right up here tonight this is how this game is played
13: this guy is he's
3: so good he doesn't give a rip and he's savage he's he's so good Uh, I you know i could see him as president i mean he's so good he's so smart and he's so quick i mean for anybody else that would have to be written out what he just said Mm -hmm. oh yeah and he's right He was Mm -hmm. right last time, last debate with Nikki Haley.
8: You know what still makes me giggle, though, is they spend all day doing burns against each other, and then bloated Christie at the end can't just, he cannot hide his loathe, loathness, is that a word? Loathing? Loathing. For Donald Trump. Yeah. Even though Donald's not there, he's never been there. They're not talking about him. He's not on a single debate, he's not been brought up, and Christie just cannot help himself.
11: No, he was trying his hardest to come up with a good nickname, too. He tried Voldemort last night, which didn't work out.
3: Voldemort? Voldemort yeah, is but the evil character the, from no, Harry no, Potter. No, no, no! I meant
8: Voldemort for who? He's Trump. calling Trump, saying Val- Trump really? is Voldemort. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
11: This <laughs> just didn't even fit. His efforts didn't do, do very well last night. He called Vivek a
3: blowhard. That was that was very New Jersey.
13: You tell say him this, about how you, you want to send this, our kids and, to die. You go do for it. for this at slanty. every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you out on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to I'll say tell you exactly and what, what I said, Chris. I'm, I'm not finished. done yet. Well, this, now is, hold look, hold this is now look. This is not The buttons are popping off his sport jacket. This is the fourth debate the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. Oh! So shut
12: up for a little while. version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yeah. yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal yeah. and you ah! get the hell
7: out of
13: this place.
7: Oh, oh
8: I'm, telling, I'm telling you, man! This guy—he, I—I feel DeSantis. like I'm watching Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. Oh my God, that he
3: is—he is. See, that's what DeSantis is missing. This guy's a, a flame flamethrower. Wow. Yeah. I mean, DeSantis had his moments last yeah, night. Yeah, but it's, uh, dude, I mean, this is what we're talking about. If you take DeSantis's intelligence, well, v- Vivcake doesn't need his intelligence. He's pretty mm-hmm. damn smart himself. I mean, he likes DeSantis the bo-
8: seems to stick to the, to the task at hand. You ask him a question, he gives you the answer. Yeah, he's a Marine. He's
3: uh, very military. Right. Chris Christie's a tow truck driver. Well, I'm sorry. That's an Maria insult to tow truck drivers. Probably, he's just like a repo man. I'm like, uh, and then come out and you all this stuff I don't understand, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't understand it. But I know you're a blowhard.
11: <laughs> that was th- I love that Vivek line where he's like, your idea of foreign policy was closing a bridge. <laughs> wow, It's yeah. like,
8: ouch, no, dude. You're <laughs> right. A
11: bridge he closed in New Jersey.
8: So who did they say, did they have any speculation? Who did they say one last oh, night? Vivek?
11: Vivek mostly. DeSantis was uh, up there,
0: but you know yeah.
8: what's funny is is because we've all said it, and the more they talk about Trump, the more his numbers go up. And this is really just a debate to see who's gonna come like in a maybe not even a close second behind Trump. There's no point to it. Is this to be like, hey, if they if they indict Trump or if Trump gets arrested and goes to jail, but if they he goes to jail and he can't run for president, this is like who's gonna be the next president The next second best thing? Rumor
11: has it like whoever's good, like whichever side's gonna uh, come out on top will be whoever kicks out their initial thought in the first place. Because a lot of people don't want a Biden Trump thing again. So they're saying whoever, you know, if the uh, left side kicks out Biden first, then they'll come out on top. Or if the right side kicks out Trump first and picks somebody else, then they'll come out on
8: top. Oh, because they want something fresh, all fresh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. So Gavin Newsom and Vivcake or.
8: Could, could you imagine that? Because I think Vivek would rip oh, his face are off. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me?
3: Yes, I agree with you. But then again, you got the little, uh, you know, winky, winky looks from uh, Mr. Slake.
8: No, but you'll have people, the same thing with Trump. He's mean, and he says mean things, and I don't want someone mean. And so then they won't vote for Vivek because they'll think that he's mean. He's All telling
3: the know. truth, and the truth is mean. Yeah. Well, it is a lot of times. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, we got a shooter at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, It's all over the place. Uh, Let's see what the cops had to say about this shooting.
14: We do know the identity of the suspect in this case, but I will not be releasing his name tonight until after the next of kin notification. As you all know, of course, this is a tragic day for all of us in Southern Nevada. And at approximately 11.45 a.m., LVMPD dispatch received reports of an active shooter at the UNLV campus unl campus unlv campus police responded to the scene and engaged the suspect immediately right outside of beam hall lvmpd officers also responded simultaneously i can tell you today three of the victims are confirmed deceased there is a fourth victim who suffered a gunshot wound and is now currently in sunrise hospital Upgraded to stable condition.
3: That's uh, police department sheriff Kevin McMahill, Mahel McMahil. So anyway, uh, the reason you know it's funny these guys with the with the ego in there. Uh, he goes, we engage the suspect immediately. You know what that is? That's a digger, Yuvaldi. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. And they all do that now. You notice that? In every press conference, they all do the, well, we engage a subject. Oh, yeah. I no, I get it. I if get it. If you're being I'm just,
8: honest, yeah, that yeah, was the main issue there. That
3: is. So, uh, yeah, so three people are dead. That's uh, unfortunate. I don't know what the motivation was. Does anybody know? No, because, I mean, they... That guy did. Is there a manifesto that we're going to not be able to see? Are we going to
8: go look at his social media, and it's all going to be laid out there? All the clues are there, and nobody paid attention to him.
3: You know, based on history here, recent history, I'm willing to pay a dollar. I'll, I'll bet you a dollar that uh, we're going to find out in the next few days. Oh, there was all red flags. There was warnings. He bought six guns. He said he was going to blow up the world. It
8: was all over social media. Friends saw him yeah. saying this, and
3: he had coffee with the neighbor and outlined who he was going to shoot and when. But I didn't think it was important, so I didn't call the police. I told my brother-in-law, who told his sister.
8: It's with. I feel like. It's with every shooting. There's yeah, yeah. clues there. Oh, People oh. just go. Uh.
3: And we forgot the other part. Oh, and he was in a mental institution for six months. Just, just came out uh, a yeah, week has, ago.
8: Yeah. His mother said he had mental. He'd been struggling with mental issues yeah. his whole
3: life. He had 87 guns in the kitchen, but she never noticed them. Yeah. I mean, it, hindsight's always 2020, but it's still one of those where it's like, how did you not? pick Yeah. That up? See something, say something. Give me a break. Our
14: hearts go out to the entire UNLV community. What happened today is a heinous, unforgivable crime. But I want you all to know something. It's a crime that we train for each and every day. When there is an active shooter threat, the men and women of the Southern Nevada first responder community, police, fire, and EMS come together to respond quickly and decisively with zero hesitation.
3: Okay. All right. All right a lot of hype, man. Shouldn't you just kind of leave it there? Um, all right, here we go. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up,
15: perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them
3: all, perverts. You Remember the attack? Remember the attack, Orange County—the attack at the uh, apartment complex. It happened on the 26th.
11: Oh yeah, the guy like chased the girl up to her apartment and uh, tried to grab her as yep. she was going inside, and the roommate came out with some scissors and
3: yeah, chased the off. guy off. Xavier yeah. Mendez is the name, 31. He's been arrested. Got him finally. Yep. Uh, police uh, released a video of the man they believe responsible for the attack. Running from the building, a witness noticed a man watching her through a window while at the complex gym. The witness noticed the same man following her when she left, and on and on, you know the rest of the story, so they got him.
11: Yeah, they were worried that, like, because when you see the video, I mean, he could have been anybody. Yeah. Could have been anybody. It was, like,
3: kind of slim, like nobody really thought they'd get him, but got him. Okay, hold on. Gird your loins. Ready? Girding. Girding. Gavin Newsom strikes again. Here we Uh go. The guy who says he can be the president of the United States because he knows the right thing to do. January 1st, this new Gavin Newsom law goes into effect. If you own a store of 500 employees or more and you don't have a section of gender neutral toys, you will be fined. Defined. Oh, knock it off. What is a gender neutral toy? A block? This is. is, No, no. no. There has to be a a section. section.
8: Whole section of gender, but I'm saying, like, so, so define that. Who's the person that defines what the gender neutral toy is? I
3: have no idea. It doesn't really matter. China. I mean, the, the government. Here,
8: play with this piece
3: of paper. But people, stores like Target, with the stupid, dumb CEO with his 6,000 DEI officers, has already complied with a little section that looks like a house with a bunch of just things.
8: Here's my question. Yeah. Um, for argument's sake, he wants gender neutral section and people usually that are gender neutral or gender fluid, if you will, which means they can go from one one day to the other the other day. If you have, let's say- the girls' toy section and the boys' toy section and there's a little section in between that kind of bleeds in between. Can't you just go from one to the other depending on how you no, feel that day? you
3: have to project your virtue. You have to virtue signal and the governor has to virtue signal through you by forcing you to agree with the fantasy that these people are in. Now, and- see,
11: but Jill's right though. It's it's one of those where it's like it's a, uh, a gender construct almost because it's like, well, you have boy stuff or you have girl stuff. Okay, well, you don't want the boy or girl stuff so now you need middle stuff. <laughs>
8: And if you like, feel like a boy that day, can't you look in the boy department? And if you feel like a girl that day, you, you can go to the girl department?
11: What defines something as gender neutral? I mean, if you're able to swap back and forth, what does it matter? This isn't about- can't you just act- have section of clothes?
3: This is not about actual consumer purchasing or pleasing consumers. This is not about selling anything. This is about a symbol that this- Piece of crap can point to later, going see. Yeah, yeah but if um, the symbol is unreadable and don't make sense. I know, <laughs> but people are stupid, man. I'm telling you, this guy runs for president; it's going to be problem.
8: All right, so he knows do. how to
3: play it. That's all he knows how to do. He's the ultimate used car salesman in one of those greasy lots, you know, with garbage cars and a little shack, so busy sleeping have... with his campaign manager's wife, and it says we finance, you know, that kind of place. So
8: so Target has to carry the My Easy Bake, gender-neutral, non-binary oven.
3: <laughs> Do you have one of these that comes in, uh,
11: well, no, pink and blue, but we're doing a teal? Or? They have to have the gender-fluid
8: super,
3: gender super ball.
8: Yeah, here's, here's, the, here's the beige section.
3: Finally, Kim Jong-un has been crying. I didn't see this part. I saw the speech here. It was just pathetic. I don't know what's going on over there. But, uh, you know, population in North Korea is declining. Well, maybe you should stop executing everybody. <laughs>
8: that might help.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Kim Jong-un is pleading women in China to have more kids. Did they plead back, hey, give us food? As per United Nations data, the average number of children born in North Korea by a mother stood at 1.8. In 2023. What did you say earlier?
8: Well, because yesterday when you said 1.8, I'm like, how do you have 0.8 of a kid? I don't understand. That's like being kind of pregnant. It doesn't make any sense. You're either a kid or you're not.
3: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's pleading with North Koreans to go home and do it, do it now. But the speech, he started, they, they they didn't play this. He
8: started crying. I guess the
3: video leaked out. And in front of all these women dressed as, whatever they were, he started bawling.
8: Yeah, he was upset. Yeah. Women of
3: North Korea,
7: you are only giving birth to 1.8 babies per woman. You must stop having 0.8 babies. stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about from now on every woman who has an 80% baby will receive an 80% cut in colorful flower print dresses you must have entire babies
9: Are you crying? There's no crying
7: in the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Although you probably don't get this reference because League of Their Own is forbidden. Just thinking about American movies and 80% babies is making me want to cry. Boo hoo. Is someone cutting onions in here? Wah. I have to go. Have more babies.
16: London. For more go to Odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
2: The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Dylan Smokestack having fun with the
8: world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. It's time
10: for the story of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a party that lasts eight nights.
6: You put out your wooden shoes and if you're good you get nuts and dried fruits.
13: My first Hanukkah with Sheldon, he yelled at me for eight nights.
6: I now have to go out and purchase for you a gift of
11: commensurate value representing the same perceived level of friendship as that represented by the gift you've given me. We're
1: Jewish. So one day my mother said, we'll have a Hanukkah bush. It is not egregious word of the day to say Happy Hanukkah.
6: Happy Hanukkah. My favorite part was when Superman flew
8: all the Jews out of Egypt. That's right. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah after sundown. It goes from today all the way through Friday, December 15th. Mm -hmm. So uh, Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends. Um, This is kind of interesting. If you don't know who Shin Doherty is, it's totally okay. Just pretend this is just your neighbor because the story is so egregious for lack of a better word. But it has happened to have happened to Shannon Doherty, who you might remember as Brenda from 90210. So, she has had cancer for a very long time. She's been battling it on and off. She'll recover, and she'll be cancer-free for a little while, and then she'll find out that it came back, and then it spread, and she's had multiple surgeries. Where is it? Uh, well, it's now it's in her brain. Ooh. But it's been multiple places. So... She did a podcast the other day, because everybody how now has a has a podcast, and mm. she was talking about, because I follow her on Instagram, and I think it's interesting, uh, similar with Selma Blair. If you don't know who Selma Blair is, you can look her up. She's an actress. She's from the Selma Blair Project. Yes. And so she has uh, MS, Selma Blair. And I find it interesting when I look, and I wonder, because they have children, or at least Selma Blair does, and I uh, in my brain, I'm thinking... When someone's going through something tragic, I always think, who's there to support them? So I'm always looking through their Instagram. I'm like, I thought they were married. Maybe they're not married. And I remember Shannon Doherty was married, but she's not anymore. And I thought to myself, I tried to do some research to find out what happened. So her husband had an affair while she was sick. And it turns out he cheated on her right before she was to go in for life-saving brain surgery. I couldn't go into that (laughs) surgery. I couldn't go into that surgery with him there.
16: I felt so betrayed. At the end of the day, I just felt so incredibly unloved by someone I was with for 14 years.
8: Dude. She went into surgery early that morning. Um, she said I had to go in essentially right when I found out my marriage was over. And like she said, 14 years. She said my husband had been carrying on an affair for two years and when you go into a surgery like that i've never had to have brain surgery before but i have had heart surgery and when you go into a surgery anytime even if it's a uh something that's not super serious that's done every single day Mm -hmm. you always have that tiny little one percent worry in the back of your brain that you might not wake up yeah you know and when you're saying goodbye to your family and okay i'll see you in a couple hours okay love you can you imagine going into the surgery that's supposed to save your life And knowing that that person that's your support system has been having an affair and betrayed you for two years. I can't imagine what that would do to my spirit.
3: Did, did she find out, like, actually find out right before she went in?
8: It says she found out literally right before she went in. I don't know how. Wow. I wanted, I need to listen good to luck, more Good luck, honey. Of the- hey, I
3: hope everything works out. Hold on, Docs. Don't roll her away yet. Oh, by the way, I cheated on you.
8: Okay, have a good time. Yeah, I don't know if he confessed. I need to listen to more of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the time to listen to the whole Shannon Doherty podcast, yeah. which Maybe I need to caught do. a
11: text message on her way in. It
8: might have been something. Oh I don't God. know. Oh, God. Could, could you
11: imagine? Oh, dude. I'm like, can you give me the gas early? Is there any way that you can just put me under now?
8: But that's like, you're supposed to feel strong and be, you know, when you go into a, a, Rick, you've had surgeries before where, you know, it's, you want to be, feel confident when you go into the surgery. You don't want to have.
3: Usually, uh, you know, my wife says, love you, honey. And then they start rolling the bed away. And then from the back, I hear my wife say, what are the passwords for the accounts? (laughs) (laughs)
11: I mean, uh, they, they say that positive mental attitude can do a lot with recovery. And,
8: 100%. Dude, that's so. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I know. I felt so bad for her. Skis
3: ball, evil people.
8: So time and time again, we quote different movies on this show, sometimes correctly, lots of times incorrectly. And there's a whole list of movie quotes that people love to say. And regardless of the situation, it might fit in the little comedy skit that we're doing or whatever. But a lot of the times we're misquoting them.
15: You yeah. want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth.
8: I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So here's some famous movie lines that a lot of people misquote. Oh, God. Um, let's see. We all think it's, a lot of people think it's mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. I've said that over and over again from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Who's the funkiest of them all? That's what it was, right? For yeah. real. It's actually mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all?
3: Ah. Um,
8: um, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn.
3: Oh, was it that? Okay.
11: Oh, frankly, My Dear. My Dear. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right.
8: Um Play It Again, Sam from Casablanca.
11: I don't remember that.
8: The quote is actually, play it, Sam, not play it again, Sam.
11: Oh, wow. That's a big one. Yeah. Sam everybody never played that. it the first time. He only plays it the once. Right.
8: Um, Dirty Harry, that movie, a lot of people quote. Oh, everybody gets that wrong. Yeah. Which one? Is it? Is it the...
3: Uh, um, do you feel lucky, do punk? Do you feel lucky, punk?
8: But that's not it. It says nope. you've got you to ask lucky. yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk?
11: Yeah, the old well do you.
8: Um, let's see what else. Uh, Jaws, that's a big one, too. You're going to need a bigger boat. I always say we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Never, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat. The quote is actually, you're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. Um, the other one is Star Wars. This is the most famous quote. Luke, I am your father? That's what everyone thinks it is. Yeah. It's, it's The actual quote is, no, I am your father. Oh, That's man. That's
13: impossible.
8: <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I could go on and on. Well, give um, us, come on, this is fun. Uh, let's see, a couple uh, more. Titanic, I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of the world! What does he say? That's uh, not it? Well, a lot of people say, I'm king of the world, oh. when it's, I'm the king of the world. That yeah. one's well, not that that's fun. That's not that big Cold of a deal. Um, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from Forrest Gump. Yeah. It's my mama always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get.
3: Isn't that the... That is the same That's thing the She's correct cutting one. off the beginning yeah, it's, yeah it
8: says Yeah you never know Life What well, it says here Life mama is like Mama says Yeah mama says Mama, mama, says, mama, says, mama says. says Let's mama see says that Oh this is, is the big like one this? We talk about this all the time On this show Whenever we talk about baseball What's that? If you build it They will come No oh. no wait 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 wait.
3: If you build it They will come That's not what it was That's not it If you build it They will come, oh, go will ahead. come. What was the real one? There word? you go he It's if come. you build it He will come Yeah shoeless Joe Jackson Right? Yeah That's
8: right That's what she said Wow all right, and the big news yesterday. Sorry, it's all over our social media. We have people that post for us from corporate, and I know I see your hate things because everyone's tired of hearing about. Yeah, Taylor. I don't
11: have access anymore either.
8: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I have access to it to delete it, but it was the big announcement yesterday. Time Magazine's Person of the Year,
4: and the winner is Taylor
15: Swift. Taylor Swift, oh, Taylor Swift. the lovely Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift,
8: Taylor Swift. Thank you so much. So this is the guy. The announcement was made yesterday. I want to say, was it Good Morning America? Hold on, I'm finding out now. Um, Good Morning America had... um, Where did it go? They were making the big announcement of who was going to be the person of the year. Uh, just so you know, if it wasn't going to be Taylor Swift, they're saying Barbie was also up there for person She's of the year. She's not a person. Just wait, You know, wait. I'm just saying. This
3: is Time Magazine, right? This is Time Magazine. Oh, this how is, the mighty this, have fallen. Yeah, this used to be for people who had great accomplishment. Not to say that Taylor is not successful, but it doesn't seem to be in the category of Helping humanity very much Other than sing-alongs and- Well it's not always Helping humanity either Because haven't they Picked some like Hitler's been on the cover Before
8: yeah. Zelensky was on last year Yeah because
11: um, it's really people who get the, what, the most coverage or what is it? Well, I don't there's, know. there's
8: all different categories and they'll have, you know, most intriguing of the year. They'll have, they have categories when you open the actual magazine, there's a bunch of stuff in there and then they put the one person on the cover. I'm just glad it's not Megan Rapino because she was in talks uh, to me person of the year as God, well. Was she in them running? She was. Um, Taylor Swift all day. I'm sure she's in there somewhere. Now this is Time Magazine's editor in chief, Sam Jacobs, explaining about why they chose Taylor Swift. No easy
11: task. And certainly in a a year when the world is divided, there's a lot of light and a lot of darkness. There are a number of different choices that could have represented 2023. But we picked a choice, someone who represents joy, someone who's bringing light to the world, someone who's taken her own story and made it big enough for everyone.
8: Mm. Well, let me just lay out a couple of things. So the factors that they say contributed to her winning is obviously her heiress tour. Um, the U.S. portion of the tour generated $5 billion in consumer spending. God, um, her Well, because that's
11: its $1 billion a ticket.
8: Yeah. Her her tour, her tour, movie, because they did a movie about her yeah. concert. So if you didn't go to the concert, you can go see Taylor Swift, the heiress tour. Um, that earned more than $250 million um, also, they're saying, as much as none of us want to admit it, they're saying that her relationship with Travis Kelsey won America's hearts. It boosted numbers in the NFL. I feel like money is behind a lot of this stuff. Of course it is. A fabricated relationship here. Is, uh, oh, but, God. you know, the thing is, too, that um, they're going to say so that people will go along with it, which is, I mean, it's fine. I get that. there's We're in dark times right now, and so they want to have something that's kind of lighthearted. Right. So that's why they chose her, um, as opposed to, Megan Rapinoe is a very angry person. They probably didn't want to have her. They didn't want to have anybody of war like Zelensky was last year. Nothing crazy controversial. I feel like they were trying to stay away from that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, George but
3: I, Santos would have been good. What? Clown of the year. No. <laughs> uh,
8: maybe they'll have a whole other issue that yeah. is clown of the year.
1: On newsstands now taylor swift was named person of the year by time magazine for you swifties a magazine is like an ipad made out of paper <laughs> or um, just ask your parents the person of the year is an elite group that includes nelson mandela who fought apartheid vladimir Zelensky, who fought russia's invasion and now tay tay who fought scooter Braun. To some, Swift is a controversial choice for Person of the Year until you hear about the German guy who won in 1938. I won't say his name, but as T. Swizzle says, I knew you were trouble. So congrats, Taylor, for winning this prestigious award. Hopefully Kanye doesn't try to take it away from you.
2: I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy.
3: And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Today's a day of remembrance across
6: the country.
5: The bombing of Pearl Harbor.
6: Today is a day to remember. The
7: Japanese launched a devastating surprise attack on U.S. military forces in Pearl Harbor.
4: Japanese planes attacked the Pearl Harbor Naval Base in Hawaii.
7: Prompted the U.S. to enter World War II. Let us pray
6: in silence and remember those of our comrades who have fallen.
3: National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day.
6: All right, start the show.
3: The attack in Pearl Harbor was a surprise military attack by the Imperial Japanese Navy and... And uh, it was interesting how it went down. We didn't even see it coming. Now, radar was brand new at the time. And all the radar engineers saw was a big cotton ball in the middle of its little tiny five-inch screen. And back then there was a lot of interference from ground stuff and everything, and it could have been a flock of birds. Anything would interfere with radar. It's not as sophisticated as we have today, obviously. And uh, they didn't think anything of it. I remember in the movie with uh, what's his face? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. They kind of portrayed that correctly if you read the history books. Um, The radar engineer turns over to the other guy and says, hey, look at this. And he says, yeah, it looks like just the same old junk we always see. And they just went about their day. And then, of course, the attack happened. And that attack, a total of 2,403 Americans were killed and 1,178 others were wounded. And uh, the portrayal in the movie Pearl Harbor, although they had that cheesy, romantic part of it because they have to have that, Jill says...
8: Well, I just think it, because I'm thinking the way they're probably thinking, if you just make a war movie, then not everyone's going to go see it, but if you have a little romance in there, then it's more mass appeal, because then the girls will be like, oh, I got to go see Badass, like, fall in love with Kate Beckinsale, and then you go, and the dudes are like, yeah, boy, I want to go watch that. Oh, that that
11: is Kate Beckinsale, isn't it? Yeah, that was, yeah. Remember
8: she's she's torn between both brothers? Yep. Oh, yeah,
11: Matt Damon.
3: Yeah. Yeah, 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 No, 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 it's uh, Josh Hartnett. Oh, Josh Hartnett, that's right. Whatever happened to him? Josh Hartnett, whatever happened to him? He just disappeared. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it was a good portrayal. It was, it was not, you know, super accurate, but it was a good portrayal. And who was the one, the gunner, remember? The black guy, what was his name? He later got uh, in trouble for squeezing somebody's boob. Oh, Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, he was good in that. Um, but it wasn't like Private Ryan. Nothing will shock you as much as Private Ryan, uh, the beginning of that movie. That was as real as it gets, in my estimation, oh, as yeah. far as movies go. That really was shocking. Oh, what was the. There's like an older uh, war movie. I think it was
11: about World War Two, but they actually hired guys that had just gotten back, right, to be the actors in it. Wow! So like, they're like, "Wow, the movie looks so real." They're like, "Yeah, because we got guys that like just stepped off
3: the plane." Yep.
8: Holy cow! All
3: right, we had an active shooter at UNLV. Um, no motivation. No, um, we don't have the. Uh, we don't know why. Uh, guy goes on campus, three people dead. Here's the. Uh chief police
14: we do know the identity of the suspect in this case but i will not be releasing his name tonight until after the next of kin notification as you all know of course this is a tragic day for all of us in southern nevada and at approximately 11:45 a.m lvmpd dispatch received reports of an active shooter at the unlv campus unl campus unlv campus police responded to the scene, and engaged the suspect immediately right outside of Beam Hall.
3: Yeah, he's dead. Three people are dead. Uh, some other injuries, and we don't know anything of, as to why.
8: Somebody wrote in and said that they just read, now granted this is just information we're getting from other people, but they said they read that he was a 67-year-old professor who was denied a job there. Could I'm not be. I'm sure if that's Could be. 100% or hmm.
3: what. Yeah, we don't know. All right, so... Here's a, um, we're going to surgically go through NBC's report with John Carl. Uh, it's actually ABC, sorry. But uh, just surgically go through the way they handle a story to bend it so it says what they want it to say, not what actually happened. Okay. Trump was on a town hall with Sean Hannity. This was the comment, and this is in context. I'm going to play the clip so you understand how this came about. The part there that's in question here, it's not even in question, the part that they're using is, I'll be a dictator on day one. He meant that day one of him being president again, he will close the border and he will ramp up energy production. That's what he said. The dictate. Listen, listen to, to be it.
4: clear. Do you in any way have any plans whatsoever? If we elected president to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? You mean like they're using right now? So
15: in the history of our country. What's happened to us again has never happened before over nonsense, over nothing, made up charges. I often say Al Capone, he was one of the greatest of all time, if you like criminals. He was a mob boss, (laughs) the likes of which Starface, they call him, and he got indicted (laughs) once. I got indicted four times. I
9: wanna go
4: back to to this one issue though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody except for day one yeah. except for day one meaning i want to close the border and i
15: want to drill that's drill, not drill, that's drill. That's not oh, no. that's not retribution I got i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you know he keeps we love this guy he says you're not gonna be a dictator are you i said no 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 other than day one
3: all right so that's in full context gotcha so, I'm going to give the oil companies what they need to step up production so we can work towards energy independence once again, and we won't have to bow down to the Saudis or even Iran to get oil like Biden did. He's going to shut down the wide-open border, which has let 8 million people through, and, of course, a bunch of 24-year-old Chinese men, Venezuela. Who knows what came through? Terrorists. We got criminals, rapists, killer. I mean, who Not knows? Not to mention fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with everything going on in the world today, everything, think about there's 25 hot wars. We got Hamas, we got Israel, we got Russia and Ukraine, we got a corrupt press. With so much going on, Good Morning America opens up with Donald Trump. Think about it. All because of this interview with Sean Hannity. Does that make sense to you? To me, it does. Because the guy and the producer of GMA, Good Morning America, hate Trump. Mm -hmm. So... You mix a little, this is the recipe. you mix a little editing in a bowl, and then you pour in a whole lot of hate. You stir it around and you then get you go
8: 75 com- for 20 minutes. That's
3: right. And you add John Carl. he's the cook. He even wrote a book about how much he hates Trump, but they assigned him the, the story. Isn't that something? Mm. ABC News. So they have severe Trump derangement syndrome. and here is how Trump derangement patient John Carl, handle the story let's start out with the first i'm not even gonna play you george stephanopoulos who introduces him just amazing
10: donald trump was asked a simple and direct question by a friendly interviewer and he wouldn't rule out abusing power if he gets back to the white house in fact he used the word dictator to describe his plans for day one in office now you just
3: heard the entire clip so you know you heard him it's trump you know, he he was kind of like winking. You know what I'm saying? If you know Trump, mm. you know what that was. He he doesn't see. He didn't sit there and say, "I'm going to be a dictator and I'm going to, you know, be a dictator, authoritarian." None of that. It's Trump. You know, it's it, it. You could say it's a joke, but he means it. He wants to do that, but he's not going to be a dictator. But these people heard that. Oh my God, their pants were on fire mm. because there's no honest journalism any longer. ABC and the rest are just propaganda machines for the Democrat Party. That's what they are, mouthpieces. It's not news. So now, John Carl framed it for people that didn't hear the full context, context of the story like you just did, like this. Like this. And yes. all well,
10: overnight with Fox News host Sean Hannity, Donald Trump was asked what should have been an easy question. Would he abuse the
4: power of the presidency during a second term? I want to be very, very clear on this. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever, if reelected president, to abuse power, to break the law? To use the government to go after people?
15: You mean like they're using right now? He Probably. dodged the
4: question, but Don't minutes later, Hannity pressed him again for an answer. Yeah. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Yeah. Except Look,
15: for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to
4: drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution.
3: I'm surprised
11: they even let it go that far. Yeah, right? I was waiting for them to cut it off right after. Yes, day one. And don't you hear him? Oh, my gosh.
3: No, and and now here's how it ends. Listen to this. I'm going to be. Now this is the the other piece that they played. Let me uh, roll that back a bit. (laughs)
11: I'm going
15: to be. You know, he keeps. We love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, no, no. Other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator.
10: It's just the latest comment from the former president that has raised alarms about what he would do if he makes it back to the White House. And it comes as Joe Biden is making the threat Trump poses to democracy a big part of his campaign message.
3: The threat that Trump poses? Poses to democracy by closing the border. Think about that. How is really, that a threat really, to democracy? Really think about that. Right now we have an actual, real, honest-to-goodness threat to the existence of our country coming through the border, and he's saying that Trump is a threat to democracy because he wants to close the border and ramp up energy production. Is there anything more insane than that? It all boils down to who can scare the most old people
13: to their side. Now listen to how they,
10: listen to how they wrap it up. And he watched television doing nothing to stop the violence as it unfolds. Folded on Capitol Hill. George, his intentions and
15: motivations hiding in plain sight. Okay, John, thanks very much.
3: Listen to it. That. That, that, is, that is the whole, That he's the anchor. George Stephanopoulos is the anchor. He's not doing news anymore. He should be doing, he should. thank you for your report. That's all he should say. Right. Nobody has to throw in there, oh, look at that. He's telling us his intentions in plain sight. George, his intentions and motivations hiding in plain sight. Okay, John, thanks
7: very much.
8: These people are a-holes. They're lying to you every single day freaking day because they know that there's people out there that'll watch mm -hmm. just them and buy it yep but
3: the thing is and i really believe this i believe this in my soul i believe in instant karma i believe in karma i think that even in the in the dad newscast right there right after he says what you just heard it goes to michael strahan and michael strahan opens his segment like this All right, George, we're going to turn now to Israel's war with Hamas. As the fighting intensifies, the war is also raising alarms here in the U.S. The FBI director told lawmakers yesterday that the threat environment is unusually high. Why? Because the border is open. That's right. And I win. (laughs) Unbelievable. It is. They always shoot themselves in the foot. I, I, that's what. I, I, that's why the think I, the world always tilts to the good side. Just at the very end, it always does.
8: Did you see, I think it was John Kirby, when he was talking about uh, Ukraine and Russia, and they were talking about the money, which we seem to have an endless amount of, according to Joe Biden, just well, keeps coming. You can and just John keep Kir- printing it. Yeah. And John Kirby said, well, you know, we are working, we think times are tough now. We're working really hard to secure Ukraine's border. And we're like, Ukraine's border? We got all the money in the world to secure Ukraine's border, but we have nothing to do with ours.
11: Yeah, that's, that's the part that's
3: really getting me, is all the stuff that we need, we're doing for everyone else. You haven't seen the, uh, the, the, what's going to happen. They're just planting the seeds right now. These 8 million people that have crossed the border, that's just like, you're, you ever do a garden, a little plastic thing you buy at the yeah. garden shop? You just planted the seeds. You haven't even see, seen anything sprout yet. It's just starting. Wait till you see what happens. It's the end. Americans believe only 37% of the content they see on social media. Well, I or, mean, or think it's real,
8: but that can't be true because how we've done survey after survey and read article after article about how the majority of certain generations get all of their news from social media. So obviously, well, they're believing something.
3: This is that's the uh, survey: two thousand adults. However, you break it down by demographic, the younger generation, eighteen to twenty-four, gets almost three quarters of their news yeah. and believe it from social media. <laughs> With it, mostly half of it being fake. We're a, we're in a deep crap right now. We really it doesn't work like that. deep crap is not as good as the real one. But uh, I gotta you know yeah, I gotta work I with the FCC to allow us to say certain words. It's it's time. That's what I'm gonna fight for. Right. Yeah, the, you know all the stuff that everybody else is getting. We might as well.
11: You know we don't need our student loans paid off. I just want to swear.
8: Yeah, did you hear about that? Four point eight billion in student loans.
11: You know when's when's that money getting thrown at me for my my car
3: loan? Biden administration on Wednesday announced an additional 4.8 billion in student loan debt relief, uh, affecting more than 80,000 borrowers. I I have a loan for my business, and I'm gonna. I'm serious. I'm serious as I'm standing here right now. I'm gonna write a letter to the Treasury. I want my federal loan for my business paid off. What yeah. is the difference? What is the difference?
8: The difference is you know the difference between what we have now, freedom in America, and communism, and these younger people don't. So if you give them a little taste of this. Could- be free, this could be free, This wouldn't this be wonderful if this happened all the time? They're trying to slowly lure them in so by the time they realize that it's communism, oh, it's too late. Yep. I, want,
3: I want to get an attorney. I can't afford to have the kind of attorney I need with the talent I need to, because this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Think about that. Oh, I mean, yeah. really, I want to go to the federal government and say, you made student loans. It's a loan. It's a contract. This person signed a contract to pay your loan back. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing for my business. Remember, during COVID, we yep. had the EDIL, mm-hmm. Emergency Disaster Relief Loans. I want you to pay it off. I did the same exact thing that this guy did, and I want my loan paying off as well. Dude, do uh, it. We'd say car loans and mortgages being funny because those that doesn't... That doesn't apply, but a federal, a federally, uh, a federal loan is a federal loan.
8: But what do they all have in loan. common? These or a fed, federally insured loan. What? The thing that all of these have in common is it was a choice. You had a choice to take out a loan Correct. to pay for a certain thing. Nobody made you do it. This was something you took on yourself because this is you wanted to go to school. So nobody said, oh, oh, you have to do this and you have to. This is a choice you made, and now you have to pay it back. That's how it works.
3: Now, I heard, was it DeSantis or Vivek that said it yesterday that the best way to fix this is to make the colleges the ones that guarantee the loans? <laughs> hmm, That's the way
8: to do it. They won't be giving nothing back.
3: Speaking of loans, the Florida Department of State has issued a letter to the One Pulse Foundation stating the organization owes them almost a half a million dollars. Really? Department of State told the foundation... This is... I can't read the rest of this. It's, it's, It's... It's... Forget what, you know, gender or whatever orientation it was that those people died. There are 49 people got killed in a club by a terrorist. That's what happened. So that's exactly what he, happened. He picked it out, and that was just what it was, and, and nothing else really matters. And then we have a bunch of people that got together to make themselves look good to Virtue Signal, including What's-Her-Face, and and raised all this money. Millions of dollars that just disappeared. How much, what was the amount last time? the money disappeared mm. then we find out they're paying themselves one person is getting a quarter of a million another person getting a quarter of a million the list goes on and on and on all these people that gave themselves these enormous salaries then they spent 10 what was it 10 million on a con- con- uh, consulting firm to design this ridiculous memorial
8: which was m- huge and but that made- was just for the design nothing even happened that money just went to the design the markup yeah. Of what the memorial they would They got like. the property,
11: they had an idea put up, and then they had the cocktail party, everybody got paid, and then just Pe-
1: nothing.
3: People left and right It uh, started giving This is like Black Lives Matter. Remember when Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all these big corporations mm-hmm. just shelled out the money for Black Lives Matter, not even trying to find out what they're all about and what they were going to do with it. They didn't do any, any uh, auditing at all. Same thing here. A year ago, the state of Florida agreed to give One Pulse half a million dollars, a grant to honor the 49 victims. <laughs> You're not going to get it back. State of Florida wants that money
11: back, and they gonna get it. Do
8: we? St- no, we don't know where any of the other money went. Like nothing's to show for it. Salaries
3: ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous, huge salaries.
8: Did the families get any of that money? Any of the families know. of the victims?
3: I have no idea. I know there was some scholarship fund, but it was like minutiae compared to. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no, I, exactly. It's like it was maybe ten percent of what they actually put out went back into the community. This is great. The niece of former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. <laughs> The one who called uh, Vivek a blowhard last night (laughs) can be pictured for the first time after being arrested on Thanksgiving and throwing a fit. And what's amazing to me, Shannon Epstein's her name. She's uh, Chris Christie's uh, niece, right? Yeah. She injured six sheriffs. She Six bit of them. one of them in the face. Kicked one in the groin, one in the face, bit one of them so hard she broke the skin during the angry tirade. 25-year-old who was removed, who has removed her social media in the aftermath of the arrest boarded a 6 a.m. Spirit Airlines flight from New Orleans to New Jersey on Thanksgiving morning. I assume she was very, very drunk. She also was uh, accused of threatening the officers who tried to get her off the plane, bragging that she knows powerful people. Mm-hmm. And her uncle, ready for this? Her uncle is friends with Donald Trump. Ooh. She thought that was gonna get her off. Oh well, why her didn't uncle you say hates so? Well, uncover, uncover, hurry! We had no idea. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So good luck, Shannon. Yeah, hi, this is Chris Christie, and I just have to say,
13: she got knocked down. She got up again. My niece Shannon got in the fight. She got knocked down she got up again went to jail where she spent the night she got knocked down she got up again my niece shannon got in the fight she got knocked down she got up again went to jail where she spent the night <laughs>
3: all right every week we take a sideways look at our politics and for that we go down to mar-a-lago the guy we just talked about former president of the united states donald
13: trump good morning sir Good morning, Stacy, and he's not my friend anymore, okay? Yeah, I didn't think so. Not my friend. Good morning, Jill. Morning. He did call
3: Vicake a blowhard.
13: Yeah, right. Your favorite president on the line and when, not if, but when I'm elected again, as I should be, I will be your favorite president and dictator for one day. Yeah, we we
8: heard that. It sounded like a joke. What exactly did you mean by that? A dictator for one day?
13: It just meant I would be tough on the staff during their first day, you know, drop the hammer hard so they know what's what. Wow.
8: Oh, how do like you Like, for that?
13: example, I, I want a new box of Sharpies and a fresh ice-cold Diet Coke on my desk every morning.
3: Okay, sounds reasonable.
13: <laughs> I want the Uber Eats guy who delivers my McDonald's to be fully vetted. And we don't want any leaks, not like last time. Oh. So I'm talking White House Intel leaks, not the Uber driver. All right, all right. And I want all classified documents put on a beautiful gold thumb drive so we can save money and not have to hire a moving truck to transport them down to Mar-a-Lago. <sighs>
3: Well, sir, Liz Cheney is making the rounds, promoting her new book. And earlier this week, she said that uh, you will never leave office if you're elected. I saw this. If you're elected in 2024.
13: Okay, let me just take that in for a second. I'll never leave office if I'm elected again. You know what? I think Cheney, I mean, uh, Nostra dumbass, might be onto (laughs) something there. Really? Yeah, I mean, frankly, never leaving office sounds like it wouldn't be a bad thing at all. I can even hear the swearing in right now. Do you take this presidency to have and to hold till death do you part? She also said that
3: it's naive for Americans to think that the country could survive another Trump presidency.
13: Boy, she's a little dramatic. I'll tell you something. I know that... She's trying to do this, okay? She's trying to bait me, okay? It's so obvious. Mm. Why don't you just come out and admit it, Liz? I know you really want me, and I know you spend many a night lonely, just laying there in your bed with your let's just say back massager that you put a little blonde wig on with the uh, painted long red tie.
8: Okay, let's move on, sir.
13: I know what's okay. going on.
8: <laughs> Actor, okay. Actor Kelsey Grammer was also in the news this week and not just about the reboot of his TV series, Frasier. Grammer was doing a BBC interview that was cut short by Paramount+. Plus. We talked about this the other day, the reps from Paramount+. Plus, After the conversation turned to support for you, sir, that's according to the BBC radio host. Any comment on Kelsey Grammer, sir?
13: Look, Kelsey is a great great friend of mine who I've never actually met yet, but he is loyal and a true patriot through and through, and I want to wish him all the luck in the world with the return of his Frasier show, because, frankly, he's going to need it. His brother Niles isn't on it, the father on the show is dead, and I'm sure that cute little dog got put down years ago, too, so that should be a ratings bonanza.
3: (laughs) All right, listen now, sir, the topic of your Mar-a-Lago estate came up again in your civil fraud trial yesterday. A Palm Beach luxury real estate broker testified on the stand that he had valued Mar-a-Lago at over a billion dollars, calling it breathtaking.
13: Very breathtaking, if you like beach stucco. Well,
8: (laughs) how can that be true when you have the Palm Beach County tax appraisers valuing it, I think at somewhere between 18 and $28 million, sir?
13: You know, actually, it's really simple how they're so far apart with those numbers. The Palm Beach County tax appraisers only consider of the actual square footage of the property whereas the luxury real estate broker only considers the fact that I paid him a lot in trump stakes for the appraisal if you catch my drift uh huh sir we know you mentioned
3: this at a recent campaign rally in Iowa do you really think joe biden is a threat to american democracy or are you just countering what they're saying about you being a threat to american democracy
13: Wait, are you trying to tell me that you don't like my I know you are, but what am I strategy? Well, you know, I'm not just countering him. I I absolutely believe that Crooked Joe is a major threat to American democracy. Okay. He's also a threat to our financial institutions, to small animals, to little children, and to the shoulders and hair of women everywhere.
8: (laughs) Well, finally, sir, you took part in the town hall meeting hosted by Sean Hannity last night. We just talked about it. And at one point, you were asked if you think President Biden will be the Democratic nominee, and you said...
13: I said that, frankly, I don't think he's going to make it through the election. I mean, come on. Physically, he's a mess. And then there's the cognitive. Or should I say, where's the cognitive? His is missing, guys. There's no cognitive. You know how I know? How? I heard that Sleepy Joe told his entire staff this week his favorite Christmas songs are You Ready? Okay. Deck the Halls with Mentalithis, it- uh, <laughs> Rudolph the Red nosed Raincoat, and God Rest Ye Merry Genitals.
2: The, <laughs> the Rick Stacy morning show with Jill and Smokestack.
1: Wake up and smell the future
2: man. Having fun with the world. Gone crazy.
8: Brought to you by All Electric Services. So we were going to do this story yesterday, and we didn't get to it, but it's really funny because you ever hear the stories? There's a million of them at a million different fast food restaurants talking about how they go into a place, they order something, they got the order wrong, and then they flip their you-know-what, right? So this is a lady named Rosemary Haynes. She's from Ohio. She just received her sentence because she was convicted of assaulting an employee at Chipotle. Here's how the story goes. She didn't get her burrito bowl the way that she ordered it, so she did what any person would do, and she threw it at him. Oh, here she
3: is. She got the ball. She's lifting it up.
8: Oh, right in the
3: face. Dude. And now they're yelling at each other, and one other burrito carrying lady is chasing her out to the front door, <laughs> trying to smack her in the head. Oh, my. With a burrito or just with her hand? With her hand. And then the other lady's trying to hold on to whatever she has left of her food and hits her with it.
8: It'd be funny if she was trying to pick up what was left and just eat it. Just like, let me get it. It's so delicious. Yeah. So the judge, uh, Judge Timothy Gilligan, that's his real name, Mm -hmm. called her behavior unacceptable and sentenced her. She got a fine of 180 days in jail uh, with 90 days suspended, then offered her a little alternative. Ready for this? The alternative would reduce her time served to just 60 days if she agreed to work 20 hours per week. At Chipotle for two months. Oh nice. my
3: God, that's awesome.
8: So the lady, uh, Rosemary Hayne, did apologize to the employee whose face she hurled the burrito at, and uh, she did agree to the counteroffer. So now she's going to be working at Chipotle 20 hours a week for two months to reduce her time down to 60 days. Nice. I
3: hope they work her to death.
8: You will cut these avocados and chop this chicken, stir the salsa, make the chips. I think it'd be kind of fun. All right, um, you ever go to somebody's house when you were younger, a friend's house?
11: Nope, never did.
8: <laughs> and they have like a weird rule or that you go in there and there, because every household kind of has different oh, rules yeah. going on. Right. You well, know? around
3: this house, we wear shower caps to dinner. We don't <laughs> We don't have any rules.
8: So I, I, I think I've told the story before, the one weird rule. It was one of my best friends. She's still one of my best friends to this day. When I ate dinner at her house, which I didn't do often after this happened, you weren't allowed to have a beverage until you finished your whole dinner. What is that? So imagine now trying to eat. You have nothing to wash it down that's with no ridiculous. water, no milk, no nothing. You're a guest there? Yes. And, and it, she said that to, to you? Everybody, the whole family. How, you, how are you friends with this person? I was it was the weirdest rule, and I remember you, being like, that's strange. You
3: come to my house and we'll meet for eight hours and you can't take a pee-pee.
8: No, no, it was just like yeah, we weird. sat down for dinner. I didn't eat at her house after that because I remember being like, I'm not allowed to drink anything during dinner. It's what the was weirdest the What rule. was the reason? I don't know, but nobody did it. And they all thought it was totally normal. They were Cuban. I don't know if that's how they were. No, raised. that has nothing to do with Cuban. I, I, well, you never know. So okay,
3: I just I'm dying. Do you you're still friends with her? She's my very best friend since kindergarten. I can't believe you're friends with her, but yeah. since you are, can well, it you, wasn't can, her
8: role; it was her parents. Yeah, she's, yeah, but she did. She can protest just as much as you can. Yes, can at you eight ask years her? old, you love protesting against your parents. That oh, goes over real eight? well. I'm dying. I was of little course. bit. I was little. Yeah, I was even little. I want to know why. I don't know why, and I remember asking, and they didn't have a reason, and then I brought it up to them oh, later in it's life. Cuban. Well, I brought it up to them later in life, and they don't remember it. Cause I was like, Do they drink that- water now while yeah, they're eating? Well, ne- yeah, we're all really close. And I remember saying to them one time when we were older, she got married a couple years ago, and I was at her wedding, and I was like, do you remember that time I ate at your house and you wouldn't let us drink anything? Do you still do that? And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, You. I specifically remember because it scarred me, and they couldn't stop laughing. They're like, we would never do that. I'm like, no, but you did. They were like, we don't remember that at all.
3: I remember my dad when I went swimming at Sandy Hook, Jones Beach, either one. Uh, I wouldn't ha- eat. Because if I had just a half a sandwich, you cannot go in the water for three hours. I go and I remember asking why. I said well, I was not going to get killed, but yeah. you don't ask. But I asked, and he says, "Because you have a stroke." He thought you. Were he gonna... was, oh, it's a Cuban thing. Yeah, I thought that if you eat a sandwich, even a half, little white bread wonder bread right. with one piece of cheese, you were going to have a stroke if you went in the water, even up to your to your knee.
8: We had this, a similar thing. It wasn't even like a rule. It was just if you ate. A meal, because we we belonged to like a... It was like a swim club, Stony Brook. I'll never forget it. Where it was like the big pool and the concession stands and the diving board and the diving tank. and It's where you went every weekend. And we would all grill out. In the back, there were grills and picnic tables. And after we ate lunch, it was, can't go in the water for 30 minutes. So we would sit there on the edge with our legs in the waters, waiting for our moms to be like, okay, now you can go in. Which makes no sense, because your digestion
3: doesn't really start for like 20 or 30 minutes.
8: (laughs) Isn't that an interesting thing?
3: No, this crazy stuff. My my brother-in-law right now... um, he is on blood thinners because he's, you know, high cholesterol, right? Yeah. He's on cholesterol meds. Okay. So I always catch him eating like the greasiest, like uh, uh, Cuban food, delicious stuff. I mean, but like yeah. just meat with just fat on I go, "What are you doing?" He had a heart attack already. He says, "Oh no!" In Spanish, he tells me, "Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm taking medicine that washes the grease away." That's
8: <laughs> not how it works. No, I, said, I said, <laughs> "What?" He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it, eh, the grease go away." Here's some other funny house rules that people have experienced at someone else's home when they were a kid. This one I would never do. I would be scarred. Someone said they had to take a bath at a friend's house one time. You know, sometimes I always, when Elliot sleeps over, he takes a shower before he goes. Unless he's there for the whole entire weekend and there's a swimming pool and they're swimming then sometimes the parents will go, okay, y'all take turns, everyone get in the shower, Right. This person said they discovered a rule at their friend's house where they reused the bath water, apparently to conserve money or water, and there were five kids in the house, so everyone got oh, the same bath water. That's unsanitary. I would never be. I would never bathe there. I would just go, I'll bathe before I come over, and then when I leave the next day, I'll bathe when I go home. I'm not bathing at your house.
13: People are cuckoo.
3: They're
8: insane. This one, the internet had to be off at 8 p.m. because all the good websites were shut off and only the naughty ones were left. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was Is
3: that what they told the kids? Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe they did that. I could see doing that. But they're not serious. They really didn't That's think. what he
8: told the children. And here's another one. The father would turn off the Wi-Fi at 9 p.m. like a light switch so it wasn't wasted.
3: Wasted? He can't waste the Wi-Fi. Because the Wi-Fi gets all over it's the like floor. like leaving the it's, fridge open. Right. Oh, my God. All the Wi-Fi is getting out. Close the door. <laughs>
8: <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I know. Here's another one. And I had a friend like this, too. Kids weren't allowed inside during the day. If friends came over, it meant you were outside, go yeah. ride your bikes. Like You could come in to use the bathroom, obviously, but I remember going over to a friend's house, and the mom yeah. was the mom was always vacuuming. No matter what time of day we were there, she was always vacuuming. She always had her robe on. It's like she never had her stuff together. Did she hold
3: the drink in the left hand or the right I hand? I don't
8: remember. Now I wish I could go back and look. You know, like in, um, in the movies with the ghost of Christmas past and present, I wish I could yeah. go back and take a peek <laughs> so I could see.
3: God, man.
8: But we were never allowed inside. It was like, go play in the yard I, or go I, down the street or go that. do, you know. Um, every morning, are you ready for this? The females in the house, including the female guests, had to wake up early and clean the house. Whoa. Really? Let me tell you something right now. If yeah. I go stay at your house and I'm woken up. You did not even have to ask her. And, and your <laughs> family, I I'd have to do that at my own house. Why am I going to come to your house to clean? I might as well go to my house. At least I get to live in the clean yourself. product.
3: You clean here.
8: No, I, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have nah, that she bitches it, here.
3: She doesn't clean. Once in a while. Once in a while. Uh, if it
8: gets bad enough and I can't handle it, I'll do it. Um, one woman said she slept over at a friend's house when she was 14, and her friend's mom would confiscate her phone at the door. Why? And then give it back to her when she left. Lo- no, no, no.
11: No, the fancy celebrity
8: way to do it is you make them sign an NDA on the way in. <laughs> Everybody was forbidden from chewing gum in the house. That wasn't allowed. Well, kids keep sticking it under the table. Yeah. There's a, a, a couple of friends that'll come over to our house, and Harold and Elliot play Nerf gun fights all the time in the house, as long as I don't knock anything over and break anything. It's not the biggest house in the world. It's pretty small, so I'm just like, don't break anything and not in the kitchen if I'm cooking or whatever. But they'll chase each other around the house. I need a friend come over, and she's like, I was like, here, get a gun, play. She's like, we're not allowed to play Nerf guns at my house. I go, well, it's not your house. Grab a gun. Get some ammo. Play with them. It's fine. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Let me see. What else? What else do I have here? Oh, this is a good one. You want to play a game of what would you rather? Sure. Ooh. Would you rather receive $1 million today or earn $0.03 for every step you take?
3: (sighs) Counting on the Mm. $0.03 is too much. I'll take the $1 let me check my steps.
8: Because a lot of people hit about 10,000 steps every day. Mm-hmm. So if you were paid for each step-
3: I'll take the steps.
8: That's about <laughs> 300 a day, 2,100 a week, and about 100,000 a year, 109,000 a year. So it would take a little over nine years to get ah. to one million, but you could keep going after that. Or would you just yeah. take the one million i would take the one now? sum
3: now. I would yeah. too. I
8: don't know where I'm going to be in nine years.
3: Yeah, I need
11: instant gratification. Yeah, I mean what if I like break my leg and I'm not taking steps, I'm wheeling for a month. Like that's you know how much money you're losing? That's true. I never thought about it that way. Or if you ride in an elevator instead of taking the stairs, <laughs> I mean that's suddenly costing you.
8: So you know how we joke where no matter where you go down the street, there's a Starbucks on every corner. Yep. And you'll see a new building going up and you're like, Oh, what's gonna go here? Oh, shocker, it's a Starbucks. It's true. Well, that might be McDonald's sometime soon because they are going to be building nine thousand Additional restaurants by 2027. Now we talked yesterday about some changes that they're going to be making. They want to add bigger, fluffier brioche buns. Mm-hmm. They want to have the burgers be made in smaller batches so they did not get as dry. Um, Try making them out of real stuff. Yeah, I mean that helps. <laughs> Maybe not so thin. Um, but that the thing that shocked me the most was nine thousand. Because think about how many McDonald's are already out.
3: Is there like forty-eight thousand throughout the world? Something like that. There's
8: a lot. So. 9000 additional by 2027. So you Are know, they going to stop
11: smooshing them real flat when you order the burgers?
8: I don't know, but I feel like directions <laughs> when you drive somewhere are going to get a lot harder. We're going to need some oh. assistance. My husband and I love
7: to travel, but he has a terrible sense of direction.
2: I wish there was help. Now there is with the MPS, the McDonald's positioning system. Now you can get directions based on your proximity to one of the countless McDonald's restaurants in your area.
4: MPS, how do I get to the Airbnb we
8: rented?
16: Take a right at the McDonald's, then proceed for 600 feet toward the McDonald's, then take a left at the McDonald's.
15: Okay, but then where do I...
16: Then take another left at the next McDonald's.
7: Honey, you were supposed to take a right at the McDonald's. I did. No, not that McDonald's, that McDonald's. You have passed the McDonald's you were supposed to take a left at. Proceed to the next
16: McDonald's and make a U-turn at the McDonald's. Oh,
2: come on. The MPS, the McDonald's positioning system. Try it today.
16: I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) You stupid
3: idiot smarty pants. Stupid, stupid idiot.
2: Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and
3: Smokestack. All right, so you go going for a job interview? Better check your face. What do you mean? That's right. According to the Women's Hospital in Massachusetts, and their new study and research indicates that, uh, and this is 1,300 people, not a small study, uh, they show them pictures of a person with clear skin, mm-hmm. mild acne, and severe acne. Then they ask them a series of questions that... Uh, sussed out the prejudices. Mm -hmm. Results found that only 25% of respondents strongly agreed they would date a person or hire them with severe pimples, while only 50% said they strongly agreed they'd hire someone with severe acting compared to 65% of those with clear skin. So if you go into a job interview or you go on a first date and you got pimples, forget it.
8: Well, I think the job also matters. If you're the front desk and you're representing a company and you have like cystic acne, I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not, but some companies might say, hey, it's just like you don't think jobs discriminate all the time with other things All as the well? time? Are you you're kidding right. me? That's what I'm saying. So they're going to go by t- your look.
3: I, I keep telling Angie, I go, you want to get more business? Hire 19-year-olds with huge boobs. Oh my God. I mean- think I'm kidding? We had this one waitress. She turned out to be a- Horror, but anyway, uh, she had the requisite parts I talked just talked about. Yeah, I, I can't. First of all, she got enormous tips, uh, tips, <laughs> <laughs> but the business, everybody, the guys would come in and go, I want to sit in her section. I want to sit in her section. Oh yeah. Did all they the... say
8: it under their breath because they were embarrassed? No, some of them were out loud. I want to sit in her section with the big ones. Was that the guy? Was this the one that like where the guy would come yeah. to sit at the counter and always wait for her? Yeah.
3: Oh, there was all kinds of guys. There was guys that come in. One, she finally ended up. Uh, last time I saw her, one guy would come in all the time, sit at the same table. She would sit and talk to him because that's all it took. Yeah. And um, and he was like rich. So, yeah, rich but weakling So, mm. yeah, she took him for a ride, man She had new everything, a car, a thing with a thing And no. finally, I even told him that I never forget it, I told him, I said, dude She's playing you, she's taking He goes, yeah, but look at her
8: That's all it go, takes so you sometimes you can't,
3: you can't do that with somebody, you know Worth it? Wow she was the same when I told you, um, asked my wife for oh. <laughs> medical help. I remember. Oh yeah, we Smokestack
8: can. thought she was hot. He we fell can. for it until oh, you told yeah, him that t- story. Yeah.
3: You remember her? Yes, of course. Oh, she's got an OnlyFans page, but I don't think you want to go there. I, she's on- an
8: OnlyFans page. Oh, yeah, yeah, they all do. Doesn't she have a baby?
3: Yeah, yeah. Cute kid. Poor kid. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, watch your zits. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) A bizarre moment of irony. A person threatening to stab an Oregon apartment resident Tuesday morning was instead stabbed by the potential, uh, according to the Portland Police Bureau. What does that mean? What does that mean? Police say a masked man wielding a knife showed up at the apartment resident's door and threatened to stab him. But instead, the resident who was being threatened grabbed the knife and stabbed him first. (laughs) Okay, so.
8: You're going to stab me? I stab you twice as hard, but first.
3: A I. And if, if if I was Kamala Harris, I would say, you know, it's two letters, AI. It
11: stands for artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me, artificially
3: intelligent. <laughs> anyway, AI has created an algorithm that can trace wines to their original uh, to their original source, and perhaps more importantly, detect cheap knockoffs being corked as collectors' delight. Do you know? Did you know this? I didn't know this. A lot of uh, There's a lot of fraud in the wine business. I believe oh, yeah.
8: it, 100%. People
3: go get Boone's Farm, put it in anything, and then sell it to you for $1,000. Well, maybe not that bad, but they'll claim a wine is $50, $60 a bottle, and it's really just a $7 bottle of wine. Although some bottles of wine at 7 bucks are pretty damn good.
8: Well, the markup is insane because I'll buy specific bottles for the house and drink it, and then I go to a restaurant to order it. It's that's crazy. It's crazy.
3: The AI machine more so than any. Uh, what's the name of that? The the the, the What are those people that? T- oh, t- Somalia. Tes- Somalia. Yeah. S- the Somalians. Uh, no, that's different. The AI. They did a test between the AI and a, and a semolina, whatever, and Sommelier? the professional wine taster, and the AI won every time. Really? Yeah, that's how accurate it is. The machine can definitely discern between cheap you, wine and expensive wine. Well,
8: here's the thing: sometimes it's just about your own preference. Like, mm-hmm. I went on. A, I used to work where I had to t- go out and schmooze people for dinners and stuff, and or they would schmooze me, and that we hey, would go to fancy Jill, restaurants, how right? About dinner. <laughs> And they decantered a bottle of wine one time. It was like a $250 bottle of red wine. Mm -hmm. And the guy comes over, and this is so me, and he's like, give it about 30 minutes to breathe. And I'm like, can I have a glass of like House Chianti while I'm waiting? Because I don't want to wait 30 minutes for a glass of wine. Can you give me something in the meantime? Yeah, what do you mean to drink, water? So I'm just sitting there sipping on my House Chianti, which I was frowned upon by the other people at the dinner, but I didn't care. And I'm like, fine, if you want to wait 30 minutes for the $250 bottle to decanter, knock yourself out. So then they pour the red wine, and everyone's swirling it and sniffing it and doing Mm. the whole thing. And they pour me a glass, and I drink it, and I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) They're like, what? I'm like, I don't get it. It's not any better. I mean, it might be a little bit smoother, but I
3: I don't get it. She's not rich. She doesn't understand you got to watch. I keep telling you this. Watch Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, yeah, and the wine thing. The, you saw it? The wine episode? Uh,
8: he was he t- smoke talks about it all the
3: time. It's in San Francisco. It's one of those restaurants where mm-hmm. the dinner, just looking at it, they charge you 500 bucks. Right. I'm detecting and, notes of chicory and berry, and they're like, actually, yeah. that's feet, and I
11: bought it at 7-Eleven. <laughs>
3: exactly. Oh. He couldn't tell the difference. This was a known some Somalian, whatever his name is, and yeah. they brought him up there, and he couldn't tell the difference. I mean, he thought he could, but I like when they do the swishing thing.
8: <laughs> well, that's, have you ever been to like a real wine, I went to the winery that's here in yeah. Claremont, and felt like I needed to be on my best behavior, first of all, and that's what they do, and they're like, here's this, and this swirl, this, and you smell, and so I'm like, they all they right, fine. They keep the
11: thing for you to spit it out, but you haven't?
8: No, I don't, I'm not going to spit it, I just drank it, but <laughs> they give you tiny amounts. I think spitting is more rude. Yeah,
3: right? Like, mm, I just want to taste all right. Finally, residents in a small town in Italy called Vasto Girardi. Uh-huh. How do you say
8: that? In <laughs> heard county? of it?
3: Huh? I'm just kidding. I've say a
11: proper Jill, though. He, he I don't help. have it
8: in front of me. What's the Vasto it called? Girardi? Sure. Anyway, Vasto Girardi.
3: Yeah, it's uh, they. Uh, they're having a problem. There's a serial tire slasher going around. Uh, <gasps> just mayhem and destruction on all their cars. Multiple times people get up in the morning and they're puzzled as to why would somebody cut their tires? They thought maybe the mob, did I do something wrong? Deputy Mayor Remo Sakarachi, uh, according to the uh, news outlet late October, said four villagers in the same neighborhood reported their tire slashed one morning, prompting police to conduct undercover patrols and install surveillance cameras. All to find out later that it was actually a dog who liked to chew on tires. (sighs) Oh, dude, can you imagine? It's like, I, I couldn't
11: make it to school today. Yeah, let me guess, dog eat your homework? No,
3: my tires. The dog had gingivitis, and he was very, very itchy and sometimes in pain, and chewing on the tires would make him feel better. Oh, well, it's for a good cause. Yeah. All
1: right, we got a problem here, a big problem. Somebody's been slashing our tires. You hear me? Slashed tires. You hear what I said? I know, boss. So who was it, huh? Was it the Tataglias? No, boss. Was it the Totellis, <laughs> huh? They slash our tires? No, boss. It was the Schnauzers. Who's that family? <laughs> I don't know that family. Who's that family? The dogs, boss. The dogs did
14: it.
6: You're
1: going to come in here and make up a story like that, huh? I'm
6: not making it up, boss.
1: Lying me about the dogs again and you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Now tell me who did it.
6: It was the dogs, I swear.
1: <laughs> the dog says it wasn't him. Boys, get this liar out of my sight! You hear me.
6: No, you're not gonna get away with this, doggy.
2: Rick, Stacey, Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack.
6: Sunny FM.
2: Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy.
3: Sunny update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Let's see if we could just trudge through this real quick, uh, so you get the latest. And the gist of the entire story, because it's beginning to come together. It's it's like, you know when you make Jello. it takes a little while, but it starts to coagulate and mm. become, and all of a sudden, you mm. know, whatever the mold you put it in is holding, and it's like I cool. Can't, I can't wait. I just drank the liquid. So anyway, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC all tried to suppress the story that came out in the New York Post. This is uh, right before Biden got in office, got elected, uh, about the laptop that Hunter Biden left at a Delaware repair shop. He didn't mean to. He was all cracked up and, you know, high. He left it there. The owner of the shop, since his job has been destroyed, his shop's been destroyed, his life has been destroyed. I think his wife left him. He's wearing a funny hat now. Um, All because inside that laptop was very incriminating evidence of all kinds of stuff. It was loaded with everything imaginable about the business Hunter Biden was running. The business was he would go out and sell his dad, Joe. Joe Biden, the one who's president now, that guy. And he would sell his influence while he was vice president with Barack Obama as president. That's what it was. That was the whole business. Biden was the product. Hunter was a salesman. Lots of money would come in from China, Ukraine, you name it. All these people wanted influence because everybody wants in the U.S. to do business. See, that's how it works. It's illegal, especially when you don't have a foreign agent license registration. They didn't. Neither of them do. They still don't at this day, and they're still doing business. So here's how it went. New York Post puts a story out, says the Hunter Biden laptop's real. FBI gets involved and threatens Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and says, you better publish this. It's over for you, Mr. Mark Zuckerbot. Yeah, the same thing they did during COVID where they'd be like, don't say anything that we don't think is good. They censored him. Censored him from us because had they not, that laptop story that was real and eventually was confirmed by the New York Times... NBC itself and all the other networks Mm -hmm. if that had come out at that time as real oh we would have a different scenario right now Trump would still be president that's already proven they did all the surveys and everything a lot of people independence would have changed their mind Mm -hmm. because it's it's pretty much a crime so anyway that didn't happen NBC was one of the culprits that was saying nah this is Russian disinformation but all of a sudden now they're referring to it to do their stories here it is NBC News on the Laptop Data they say Joe helped Hunter make payments. Wrong one.
9: According to an NBC News analysis of a copy of Biden's hard drive and iCloud account, as well as documents released by a Senate committee. During the campaign, then-candidate Joe Biden denied his son profited off a China connection.
10: My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China?
9: The records show Hunter Biden's company received nearly $5 million in consulting contracts from that joint venture funded by a Chinese energy company.
3: Not going to say the walls are closing in because they said about Trump for a million times and never happened. Yeah. But it looks like the walls are closing in on Mr. Biden, both of the Bidens and the whole family. So remember, for two years that the FBI kept the hard drive and didn't tell anybody what was on it, the media lied to us. Russian government disinformation comes from the Kremlin. I'm part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, That is all five networks lying to your face. Then Anthony Blinken, who is now Secretary of State, and at the time that this was going down, he was Biden's campaign aide. How about that, eh? Really? Wow. All right, he's the one that got 50 intelligence officials to sign a letter that said that the laptop was Russian disinformation.
10: There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this
3: he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. And with that in hand, Biden
9: continued to lie at a debate with Trump. The president's son and his company brought in about $11 million between 2013 and 2018, including some years in which his father was vice president, working as an attorney, a board member to a Ukrainian gas company accused of bribing a prosecutor, and for a joint venture involving a Chinese businessman now accused of fraud.
3: Now, the story that broke a couple of days ago was that uh, there was this money coming into Joe Biden in the form of a loan repayment just one of many, but this was the one they focused on, that Hunter Biden was paying Joe Biden back for a truck he purchased. And Mr. Comer from the House Oversight Committee came out and said it.
14: Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, a PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account, but an account for his corporation that received payments from China China and other shady corners of the world.
3: Now, the media said, oh, no, that money, that was for a loan for a car. That had nothing to do with it. Well, guess what? He's not the only one that was repaying loans. The way the whole thing worked, this is the scope right here. This is how it all worked. Hunter Biden sold his dad... Received money through 20 LLCs in this country. The LLCs connected to businesses that don't do anything, provide no service. Nobody can tell what they exactly did to make the money. That money would be spread among all the Biden family. Then the mm. Biden family would write checks to Joe because remember, in the contract it says, Big guy gets 10%. That's Joe Biden. So they all had to give him 10 We even have a tweeter, a tweet, a, a Twitter, a, a tweet, a tweet where Hunter Biden says to his sister, I am so pissed off I have to keep giving dad money. Whoa. Yeah. Do you That's remember right that? from the tweeter. That's from the Twitter machine. So anyway, yeah. So they've been repaying loans that don't exist. None of them have documentation for a loan. Even Sarah Biden, $40,000 she wrote back to Joe just this week and said it's a repayment for a loan. Yeah. Three months ago, his brother Jim Biden sent him a check for $250,000 repayment for a loan. The year that NBC just said, because they're using data from the laptop now that... Hunter Biden made $11 million. Mm. That's the same year that he had to borrow money from his dad to buy a truck. Isn't that interesting? He had $11 million, but not enough to buy a stupid truck. (laughs) Yeah, the media said, oh, it's just a car payment. They say
6: Joe helped Hunter make payments on his Ford Raptor. But why would Hunter need a Raptor if he's got a Porsche? And an Audi. Right. And $11 million all these loans so the $40,000 check was just a loan and the series of 1400 payments that was also just a loan and Hunter's payments from Burisma, also just loans.
3: Now, Pepe Le Pew, the White House spokes secretary, uh, was asked about this.
6: Did the president accept payment
11: and You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? Why would there
6: be <laughs> such an arrangement if they were never in business together or if there was a wall of separation, as the president has previously said? So
7: I have to be uh, clear with you. I, I have not seen that report, so I would have to refer you to my colleagues over at the White House Counsel's office on that particular question. All right, everyone. See you somebody-
11: be in Boston or
4: on
15: Wednesday
3: she's got a cane and top hat and she flips it <laughs> as
11: she goes out you know oh, well even even Biden it, it's lies you have the the
3: x0 I think oh, oh okay you want to play that yeah it's all lies Joe sure uh,
12: there is
6: polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans including 40 percent of Democrats believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans uh, to Americans
10: admit this impeachment inquiry why you interacted with so many of your son and brothers foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not and it's just a bunch of lies. Oh, interact with neither their business associates.
3: I did not. There's lies. Oh my God! That guy's going gonna yeah. I would or like, but, but all the proof is like. Huh, la, la. I sleep with the lights on. If I were that <sighs> dude. <laughs> oh my God! It's so far gone. It really. They have pictures of him golfing with the Burisma folks.
8: Don't you think it's almost to the point though, where it's laughable, and anybody that is buying it isn't really buying it? They're just doing it because it. It's on their side yeah, and I in their favor. Yeah,
11: yeah. I don't know where people get that thing where like, we know it's a lie. We have the proof. And then they'll come out and lie to your face. And they're like, well, they, they said they didn't. Right. So, well, do we stop caring what they're saying? We have the evidence and the proof. I mean, do, do they have to admit it before we lock people up? <sighs>
3: it's amazing. So yesterday there was a big hearing about Title IX, and, uh, Title IX and how it's been bent out of shape just to make room for transgender people playing women's sports. We are destroying women's sports in this country. And the crux of the matter is women are not speaking up. By the time you get to it, like doing what Riley Gaines is doing, who I consider not only brave, courageous, but a hero on my part, to all women, it's going to be too late. Because right now the feds are thinking of making some kind of law that you have to let transgender folks play in women's sports. All that's
8: going to do is make women not play in women's sports.
3: Yeah. So Riley Gaines is in attendance, a bunch of people that want to save women's sports are in attendance yesterday during this hearing and there's also the other side. There's Representative Summer Lee. Summer Lee is in there and she doesn't want to be there. Oh. No, she doesn't want to be there. So s- s- snotty brat, 25-year-old who thinks she knows everything, uh, is not having it with Riley Gaines. So the testifying begins, the questioning begins, and this is Summer Lee
9: although the title of this hearing implies a much needed discussion, we're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. That's how it starts. Oh.
3: Now let's have a discussion about this and, right. and let's, let's be adults and let's talk about how this is affecting women's sports. I happen to think that it's okay for transgender uh, biological men to play in women's sports. Uh, no, no. It starts out with a childish, stupid remark, antagonistic like that.
8: Well, that's how they have to shut down a conversation when yeah. they have no information is they have to tr- they have to tack on the word phobic to the discussion or the, the word or the person or the uh, the topic at hand. They just tack it on so that people go, "Oh, oh yeah. god, they hate that type of whatever we happen to be talking about." They have no education, they have nothing to back any of their stories and they just And to be honest, this has nothing to do. It's not like, "Ew, trans person, I don't want to play with a trans person." That's not what it's about. It's about it being fair and about it being safe, not because, oh, it's unsafe to be around a trans person. It's about the guy that was playing volleyball that identifies as a woman that spiked the ball and broke her skull. It's about that. Because if men and women were supposed to be playing in the same sports, then why aren't there female football players playing in the NFL? Why aren't WNBA players playing in the NBA? There's a reason for
3: that. Why is LeBron James playing for the NBA? There there is a reason for it. So Riley Gaines, who further argued that allowing biological male athletes to take spots on women's teams is sex bias discrimination and violates Title IX, regardless of what the new regulations might say. She got praise for what she said, but here's how it sounded. Listen.
8: Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening
7: monologue makes you a misogynist. Ooh. Thank you. Uh,
9: Madam Chair, mm. excuse me, I moved to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down.
3: Now all of a what? sudden, oh. we go because of what? She she called her transphobic, and now all of a sudden she says she's misogynist. Oh, no, but her words have to be taken uh, down. Uh, because, they need to be taken
8: down. Yeah, That's because not true.
3: That, yeah. Who wants to be a fascist? Uh, that should be the new show. Who wants to be a fascist? The people that are calling Republicans fascists are the ones who are fascist. It's amazing. It's on full display right here for anybody who wants Excuse to know. Excuse
9: me. I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities.
8: Can I just ask how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a thing.
9: Okay. I moved to withdraw the point of order.
3: Thank you, Ms. Lee. So they... Thank you, Ms. Lee. Wow. You know what I want to say to Ms. Lee, what Elon Musk said to his audience? Um, yeah, they had to stop the whole hearing, just for that. So they could have their little little spat and how they could shut her up. It's amazing. But then, then the hero comes in. Uh, Representative Lisa McClain lays out the facts, and nobody can stop her.
5: Have we lost our minds? I sat here and listened to every every label imaginable. I I am here to protect women, girls. We spent decades trying to protect women. And you know what? We won, we won. So I will not apologize now or ever for trying to protect my daughters and women in sports. The Biden administration is weakening Title IX by allowing all males who identify as women to participate in women's sports. The Biden administration's rule would, would eliminate women's sports as we know it. That's a fact. In a world where biological males compete in women's sports, women lose access to roster spots. It's true. It's not about your feelings. It is the fact. Women lose championships, records, and scholarships. That's just a fact. Women face serious injuries from contact sports with physically biological um, or larger biological males. Women face emotional trauma of exposure to biological males in spaces that should be safe and private for women, like the locker room. What about defending our women? What about defending my daughters? Don't I have a right? You know what? I say yes, I do.
3: Thank you, Representative Lisa McClain. Wow. Hey, LeBron James. Uh changed his gender. You know what I mean? Okay. Can he stay in the NBA? Or, because
2: he's a woman, does he have to go to the WNBA where he will
1: score 840 points a game? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's great, man. By the way, AOC chimed in on the hearing yesterday of she about did. all that. Oh, yeah, she said that, well, you know what this is gonna do? This is gonna expose all women to genital
8: exam exams yeah try to pry my legs open and give me an exam for women's sport why why do they have to have what was her reasoning behind that
3: i don't know it uh, doesn't just, matter does it matter she's a dope so
8: if so if a guy that identifies as a woman plays in women's sports does he have to have a genital exam i don't understand her reasoning behind that i don't think she says well, she's a, she's a bartender what do you what do you she, she's got to
11: rile people up so they have a, a small but even
3: still a hollow point to yell about we're opening up all women and girls to genital examinations, even like, underage ones.
8: How, that's what I don't understand. How, what's her reasoning? I need to know. More. I guess like,
3: that they don't want they don't want doctors or men doc. Doctor- I don't know. She's thinking we're going to have to make sure beforehand. Anyway, uh, let's let's. Uh, I'll, I'll dig up, but who knows? I, I just okay. didn't care enough to go look and see why she said that. Is
8: she saying you want us to lift up everybody's skirt to make sure they're a man or a woman? Is that what like her yes, point was?
3: Yes. Okay. That's her point. Uh, debate last night. Just quick highlights here. Ramaswamy, I think, won the debate last. This guy, is, man, he he is something else. I, I just think he's great presidential material. Uh, run us through some of the stuff last night real quick. Uh, well, let, let's start with... Um the nikki haley sign because that was the big
11: moment of the night he held up a sign that says nikki equals corrupt in the middle Ooh. of his rant against her yeah it's
12: pretty good. first debate she said that only a woman can get this job done that's what she said after the third debate when i criticized Ron mcdaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor she said that i have a woman problem Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played.
3: That's because of the last debate, it was exposed to Nikki Haley uh, when she was, I forget how she was out of a job or she was out of uh, politics and she started working for, was it Lockheed Martin? Yeah, it was
11: one of those big military industrial, you know, corporations and then suddenly bazillionaire.
3: Yes, all of a sudden she's making like $14 million in what she's, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, she a little corrupt maybe, I don't know. It's just that kind of contrary to what she's talks about, you know, because she became part of the military industrial complex that likes to start wars because it's profitable. Mm-hmm. So there you go.
15: I'm not checking out my set elf. No, oh, I'm not checking out my elf. Let me make it real clear, I don't freaking work here So I'm not checking out myself
13: no. oh, oh,
3: oh. I that's guess I'm right. in the minority, but I'm very upset about this Because uh, I like the uh, self-checkout I don't want to make small talk with some goober I don't want to do I don't, How are you today? You fine? Did you check out the hay? Do you no, want to give it a dog pound? you want to dance it?
8: Shut up! <laughs> so you'd
11: rather do the work of bagging your groceries And standing this thing wor- and well, then getting handcuffed When you miss something Maybe if it's work to you, to me it's flip, flip, flip Phone, gone. Depends
8: on how many you have. I mean, you. If, it's easier almost at uh, the big box stores because you just scan it as you go and then you walk out and show them the thing on oh, your phone. Oh, damn, that's, that's the best easier. thing. Yeah, but I if, can
11: really only afford two bags anyway these days. So. But if
8: you have to go <laughs> to the self-checkout and you have a whole cart full of stuff, there's never enough room to put all your stuff. It's just... And
11: It's like, please put mangoes in the bagging area, and I'm like, they're in they there. They Put that. your mangoes in the bag. I'm like, like I'm doing it, dude.
3: That's when Dixie—they're the only ones that have the 1996 checkout no, self-checkout. No, that's the
11: Walmart.
3: That's- no, Walmart doesn't do that. She didn't. You don't even hit, Target, which I don't go into anymore, was the best. You do everything, flip, 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 and it would say, "Thanks." That was it.
11: <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's just some stuff it's like, oh, you're buying two packs of batteries. Help, I need an employee. He's probably building a meth lab. Employee, employee. And then it starts doing the siren and where do you hell do you go to? Narc shopping? No, they are they're all like that, man. Well, they're not. Okay, see- go to Home Depot. Use those. I do use those. The Home
8: Depot one's easy because you got the little gun.
11: Yeah, the gun's the only part that makes it easy, but otherwise you need something for half the things. Whatever. ever okay, anyway, some loose Don't listen hardware. to him. Don't listen to him. And-
3: Walmart, Costco, and other companies are rethinking the checkout, self checkout, because of backlash. You know who's backlashing? Eight-year-old Irma Schmutz, who still wants that big cash <laughs> register made out of brass that I has like the Irma. big has the big knobs, like one dollars. And then the thing, the number goes up, and this little card comes up in the window. It says one dollar.
11: All right. Let me ask you this. How do you know you have a self checkout at the diner?
3: Self-checkout. They're uh,
11: eating, restaurants don't really eat the food there. Yeah,
8: Unless it's like a, uh, what do you call it, a fast and You go, can't put you? an
3: iPad on the table? I can't afford that.
8: Like Olive Garden, where you just pay when you're done.
3: They can. I'd love to do that. Those things are like thirteen hundred dollars just for the piece of equipment, and yet to have a hundred
11: people in there. So yeah, we, but yeah. I mean, all you got to do you don't have the employees to pay. That's where that money comes from. I, I look. I'd love to have that. You're right. You lend me the money, look and we'll it. do Rick's it. right into. The, he's Eddie. friends with the robot overlords already.
8: But did you hear the uh, somebody put up? I forget what it was. It said we're having the uh, Walmart employee Christmas party for everyone that works the self checkout. <laughs> <laughs> Meet at the bar on Saturday.
3: That's great. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll show up. So, anyway, yeah, backlash. I remember the Walmart by me, the Walmart neighborhood market opened up and they had a half check, self checkout, and half cash register. It was fine. You know, if you yeah. liked one or the other. No, oh, all these old people, not only do they not want to use the self checkout, they don't want anybody else to have it. Well, you know what was great? I went I to Walmart. Walmart, this crap out of here.
8: The, uh, the Walmart yesterday, because I went to Walmart yesterday, they had two, it was like the, the lines and they were all full and then it was the self checkout. And I only had like five things. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the self checkout. And the lady there, so helpful. Their greeters and everything. So helpful. Very nice. She was like, Do you have a card or cash? I was like, I have a card. She's like, Right this way, number three. I'm like, Thank you. And I went and I got right in, scanned all my stuff. I was good. Yeah, but no, I didn't no. have a lot. If I have a lot, then I stress out because I'm like, Where am I putting all this stuff? Yeah, but
11: I mean, put this scenario in any other business. You go to get your oil changed. You pull up. Now you
3: got to pop the hood and go under and drain your own oil before they put some in. Dude, if you want to go to the big brass cash register with, with the ornate stuff on it and the big things that say $5. And you have to push it down with your finger. You do that. Can Pass. I be
8: honest? What? I liked back in the day where you didn't even have to unload your own groceries onto the belt. <laughs> I missed those yeah. days.
3: Where well, you didn't?
8: Yeah, there were days. De- Remember, you'd pull up and they'd go, I got it for you, and they'd grab your cart and they'd unload your whole cart onto the belt and then they'd bag it and then it would go right back in your cart.
11: And oh. they'd ask, if you, you want help taking these to your cart? No, it's all right. Well, I got it. Know this know, crap's thank happening you. I anymore. I appreciate it. Not like, well, I don't know, you check out. By the way, L sixty to mop when you're ready.
8: Well, because then I get <laughs> meticulous about the way the things go on the belt. Do you get this way? My husband's worse than I am. Oh, geez. All the things see, have to go with the thing yeah, and I'll, I'll just organized throw them, it. On the belt. Yeah, I'll put it on the I'll just throw it on the belt. My husband's like, What are you doing? The cold goes with the cold and this goes with the oh, So they my bag God. it the you right see, way. That's not, that's not like, otherwise they're gonna put this on with this. Well the, if you do have someone else bag it for you, you do run the risk of them putting, you know, I don't know, your bottle of wine on top of your eggs, yeah. right? You know, the big watermelon on top of your loaf of bread so it gets smushed when you go home. If you do it yourself, you you can do it how you want.
3: making my case. Finally, uh, Kim Jong un. This is a weird thing that happened here, and not that North Korea is that normal uh, anyway, but Kim Jong un had this enormous, enormous get together with a. Uh, it was looked like about 15 to 20,000 women all dressed in whatever that thing is they wear, that Gage formal. Yes,
15: outfits? They it's look a kimono. like that.
3: Kimonos, that's what it was, with mm-hmm. the stick through their hair and their hair's up, and it's, it, it's very formal. Okay. Yeah, and none of all, them there voluntarily, by the way. What? Not, yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's not like he asked them. To no, come and he showed up, he's
11: like, "You be
3: there or you die." So all of them are in this thing, and Kim Jong gets up on the podium. He's the only one on stage, and he's begging them to have more than one point eight children. So two. <laughs> According to the media report, uh, stopping the decline in birth rates is a is definitely a goal of North Korea's leader Kim Jong Un. He says that the population is is uh, you know going in the wrong direction.
8: He knows how babies are made and how long it takes to percolate and all that well, sort stuff. Well, a lot of and that could be like,
3: because he keeps executing people. <laughs> I,
8: yeah, and he acts like they can just shoot him out like a shotgun. It's yes. like, um, it takes a minute.
3: Yeah, the kid's got to percolate. Per the United per the United Nations data, the average number of children being born in North Korea by a mother stood at 1.8 as of 2023 and the birth rate continues to yeah. fall. Oh. So uh, he had this big, big. He even he was, at, at the end of it, he started the ball. He yeah, started he's to cry. Crying. That's weird, don't you think? For Mister uh, Executive, Mister Tough Guy, he doesn't guy? show yeah. any weakness. He's not. He doesn't even poop. Well, yeah, well, according well. to his lore. Let's sit, let's, let's tune into the uh, to the speech he's doing right here. Let's listen. to it. It's translated for you.
7: Women of North Korea, you are only giving birth to 1.8 babies per woman. You must stop having 0. 0.8 babies. <laughs> stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about from now on every woman who has an 80% baby will receive an 80% cut in colorful flower print dresses you must have entire babies are you crying there's no crying in the Democratic People's Republic of Korea although you probably don't get this reference because League of their own is forbidden just thinking about American movies and 80 percent babies is making me want to cry boo-hoo is someone cutting onions in here Wah, I have to go have more babies <laughs> Thank you.
2: The sunny update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with the world gone crazy.
8: Brought to you by All Electric Services. <laughs>
3: you say this. How you do do send this this to die. You? What was that? Okay. I'm sorry. Hit the wrong button. Hit the right button, Rick.
9: It's not stupid, never boring till close to crime
8: stories. All right, here's a story about Taylor Shepherd and Gregory, her husband. The wife, Taylor, who was pregnant at the time and had a 2-year-old in the car, was a victim of a carjacking in Illinois. Here's what happened. When she was returning home, she says she went to retrieve her 2-year-old from the vehicle. I guess she was coming back from the store. Kids in the back seat like you do. You open the door. And the assailant pulled up behind her, assaulted her, knocked her to the ground, and took her Volkswagen. This is a 2021 Volkswagen Atlas. Two-year-old was still inside. The assailant ran her over, causing serious injuries in her pelvis and her extremities. Still with all that happening, she was able to call 911. God. Get what happened. Lawyers for the family, because there's a whole lawsuit about this now, Volkswagen refused to assist authorities in tracking her car until her payment was updated. What? Are you kidding me? Yes. So the deputy that was on the scene, she calls oh, 911. They show up to her house. They contacted Volkswagen. And they're like, hey, we have a carjacking. There's a child in the back seat. It's a life or death situation. We need your help. The person on the phone said, well, there's a $150 subscription fee that's required before location of the vehicle can even be provided. He said, I'm the deputy. This is a life or death situation. Oh, yeah, well, their free trial ended, so they have to update it and pay for the subscription for us to track the car before we can do that.
3: Sorry. Are you kidding me?
8: So now the detective had to work out getting a credit card number, calling the representative back, paying the $150, Fortunately, somebody at a local business reported seeing the vehicles enter a parking lot in a mall. And I guess they left the car and the child was in the car. And so they went and got the child. The child's okay. But there's this lawsuit pending now claiming... Yeah, for the claim for the demand of payment and refusal to cooperate with authorities, delaying the search for their abducted child. It says it caused her and her husband extreme emotional distress. I can't even imagine. Um, They're still in therapy as a result. Not only was she attacked and run over while she was pregnant, but she had another child missing. And now imagine this. You're injured severely, I would imagine. And you're trying to get all the help. Wouldn't you go, absolutely, we're here to help, whatever we can do. No, I'm sorry. Your free trial ended. You need to pay the 150 subscription fee. That cannot- person
3: should be in jail. Volkswagen should lose I don't know billion dollars. They should some somebody needs to make these people feel financial pain.
8: Well, Volkswagen said they've got this procedure in place with a third party provider for Carnet support services. Well, then they
3: need to be sued.
8: But he said in this instance, as a. a, a this particular instant, they were in serious breach of process. Um, the lawsuit seeking monetary compensation in excess of $50,000. I'd be what? asking a lot more Are than that. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Volkswagen and Verizon Connect have been asked for comment. None of them have obviously said anything. So what could you say? 50 grand. Yeah,
3: but I mean, who? what kind of, what, a stupid lawyer? Wow, 50 grand? It should be $50 million. million.
8: Mm-hmm. And she did heal. She is Okay she did give birth to a baby his name was Noah which she calls a real life miracle baby Uh, the fact that nothing happened to the baby and nothing was wrong with the baby and she survived and they got the two year old back but can you imagine I would be going not even me my my family members would be going down to Volkswagen with a bat and going who answered the phone? Come out here for a little bit. I want to have a little word with them. Send them out here. No, we're just going to talk a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have a little talk about this
3: trial service thing, you. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. My God, I'm exhausted now. That's just unbelievable.
8: Well, here's something fun. Hey, what's the best way to respond to the question, do I look fat? Um, it's a touchy one. I feel well, like there's no wait, winners in this. Uh,
3: depends. Do they? And you can't have that pause that I just had. Mm-mm. You have to go, oh, no, you look
8: great. It's You are so tight. You're. It's an automatic no, and it has to be instant, or you're in trouble. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead meat. See, I know not to ask. You, I, here's the thing. Why, don't, why wouldn't you ask? Don't ask a question unless you want. I'll ask my mom, but I'm not going to ask my husband, because he don't be put in that situation. He'll. If I said that to Harold right now, if I said, do I look fat in this? He'd be like, mm, this feels like a trap. I got to go. I'm going out there. See you later. <laughs> I'll, be in the, I'll be in the living room waiting for you to get ready. Not even going he won't even look. Right. He, just, he won't even look up. Not even looking. It's a trap. Can't do it. It
3: mm. smells like a trap. Well, that in itself is an answer though.
8: No, he won't even look at it to see though. It's like, because um. mm. sometimes I'll put on something. Yeah, but that, that hesitation and
3: that mm, I won't look is based on a, a pre, uh, what's it called? Prejudice from before.
8: But also, there's clothing that will make you... Like, I have this one dress that I spent a ton of money on, and I mm-hmm. love it, but I wore it once, and I saw myself photographed in it, and I haven't worn it since, because uh-huh. I look like I'm wearing a circus tent. <laughs> I look I'm nine, like I'm nine months pregnant, and I was like, oh my God, I look huge in this picture. My mom's like, it's the dress. It's not a flattering dress. She's like, you're not as big as this picture makes you seem. She's like, I promise That's you. That's what I say about my
3: sweatpants. Yeah.
8: And I was like, okay, thank God. But I know I can go to my mom. It's And she doesn't do it in a, feel, a way that'll hurt your feelings, but I'll say, I don't feel like this is super flattering on me. Can I get away with this? She'll go, you you look better in other outfits. You've looked cuter in other outfits. I'll wow. be like, okay, I'm not going to wear this one. I'll return that. Now, what if Harold said that? Um, It probably wouldn't hurt my feelings if he was if I said it that way and I said, these jeans, I, I'm not really sure about him. He'll go, mm, what, what, I like your other what, jeans better. What have he
3: said to you, like you're in the pants and you ask him the question, what have he said to you, okay, back up slowly, beep, beep, <laughs> beep, what, what would you say?
11: She'd be giving his eulogy.
8: (laughs) So here's this girl. I think it's actually a guy. I'm 18 and relatively new to dating, and I have my first girlfriend. She's a junior out of college that I started at, and I think I just stepped into my first area of cluelessness about women. Yesterday, I was at her apartment. She was trying on clothes. Here it comes. She came out in a new pair of pants she had just gotten at a thrift store, and I told her she looked great in them. Then she paused and asked me if they made her look fat. So I paused. Man, that's your first mistake. Took another look and said, no, you don't. I promise. The mistake, apparently, was in the pause and even thinking about it. Absolutely. I think I did more damage than if I just had said, yes, you do look fat, than just pausing and believe. But the thing is, he said she didn't look fat at all. To those guys with more experience than me, what's the correct way to handle this question? Uh, The correct
11: way is to tell her that she's probably damaged in the first place if you're not even allowed to pause.
3: (laughs) You probably should just run. Run for your life. Grab a fire extinguisher just in case she comes after. You can spray her with Mm
8: -hmm. it. I think now it's... it's and If Angie comes out and says, which one do you like better, the blue dress or the red dress? Do oh, Do you give yeah. your honest opinion or do you... No, do
3: you, I give my honest opinion and then she wear the other one.
8: That's... Why is it always like that? I feel that's just... Yeah. Uh, like, uh, which mm.
3: shoes? Brown ones? Blue ones? Brown ones. Okay, I wear the blue ones.
0: Right. Checking your reflection and telling your best friend. I think my butt getting big. That's right. Um...
8: Yesterday, I went to do a little, um, I don't even want to call it Christmas shopping. I went to go buy more Christmas lights because some of the lights went out.
11: You and my girlfriend addicted to the Christmas tchotchkes this year.
8: You know, it's a really hard thing to avoid. And something that I don't normally get involved in, I almost found myself buying. And that was an inflatable. I don't oh, do these yeah,
11: neither do I I find them to be cheap and tawdry
8: Same but I wasn't going to put it outside <laughs> of the house What
11: do you have teak
3: uh
8: candle holders outside with the candles burning I have burning? A, a carved mahogany Santa Claus I'll tell you what though I can't have it outside my own house cuz I don't really have a, like a yard I have more like put a them patio, in the patio. Well what I wanted to do was I wanted to put one in Elliot's room and surprise him when he came home from school. Oh that'll be good. A huge inflatable in his room. I thought it would be fun. And there was like a Grinch one and my husband's like, Are you seriously looking at these inflatables? I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if Elliot came home because he's got a tree in his room and stuff like that, but I I thought it they
11: were cheap. The,
8: the inflatables? Yeah. They're expensive. That's huh. why I
11: thought you'd get the inflatable because they're cheaper than buying like a giant plastic Santa or a sleigh full of reindeer you got to drag onto the roof.
8: It was like $45 for the Grinch. Can you oh. go back
3: to Walmart and get me those cats you saw on the wall? The stuffed cats with the Christmas lights coming out their nose?
8: Those were real cats with red noses on the picture I sent you. What do you mean real it's cats? A, that's, those were actual cats.
3: They were choreographed and they were circling them.
8: What? It, those Wait, were what? actual cats. I sent Rick a video yesterday, and it's oh, a bunch it's a video. Did,
3: see, it didn't come out as a video on my it's end. It's a
8: video of little cats, and they have little reindeer antlers on and little red noses, and they're lit up. And it's yeah, and it's it's blinking. And I said you need to do this to all your cats. I didn't know that. All right. So going back to the inflatable, there's a town in Texas that somebody somewhere just popped up an inflatable randomly. Nobody knows who did it. It's like the candid cereal inflatable person, but now the whole town is absolutely loving it. Nobody knows where it came from. Everyone's delighted. The kids come by. They all watch it, and it's like, it's this fun, happy thing that happened. So they still don't know who did it. It was just a random inflatable. And uh, speaking of Christmas, all the company parties are going to start happening- This week. This week. next. Ours is next week, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, ours is next week, and you got to be careful with the company party. Ours doesn't get really rowdy. Last year was pretty tame. The year before that, was pretty tame. They've been all pretty tame. Yeah. I've been to some crazy wild ones that I thought, ooh, I shouldn't be hearing the stuff I'm hearing. It's fun, though. If you're not one of the people that's acting up, like if you're not the one that's super wasted, you'd be surprised some of the secrets you can get out of people that you don't normally talk to. Right. And then you'll see that the dynamic... I had a boss once that was so shy, almost painfully shy that it was awkward to even go in his office and ask him anything because it was so strange. Christmas party, we had a, we were in our radio station at the time was in a Christmas parade. So we're on the float and he played piano and he was playing piano and singing Christmas carols on the float because he was wasted. <laughs> Turns out drunk boss was way outgoing and super fun. Right. So we were like, oh, this is going to be so great from now on. He's so outgoing. Nope. Monday, back to being super awkward, shy boss. So it's different because we saw a different side of him, but that wasn't how he was acting. But you just got to be careful if you have a company party, maybe tomorrow or Saturday, can't get too drunk. Bad things can happen.
6: Office party. My co-worker's getting too drunk. Not fun. HR's getting involved. Office party, someone's gonna get themselves fired. Office party, you'll regret it in the morning. The things. That you said to your boss, office party. Watch out, cause the punch bowl is spiked. Don't flirt with your manager's wife. Dead meat. Take my advice.
7: I know, it's crazy, right?
2: Crazy talk. (laughs) Rick, Jill and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy.
3: Update is brought to you by Farron Farrah. December seventh, nineteen forty-one. A date which will live in infamy today's a day of remembrance
4: across the country
7: bombing
5: of pearl harbor
7: today is a day to remember the japanese launched a devastating surprise attack on u.s military forces in pearl harbor
4: japanese planes attacked the pearl harbor naval base in hawaii
7: prompted the u.s to enter world war ii let us pray in
6: silence and remember those of our comrades
4: who have fallen
3: national pearl harbor remembrance day all right
6: start the show
3: yeah, it was a surprise military strike by the Imperial Japanese Navy Air Service. Upon the uh, Hawaiian Islands here in the United States of America, 2,403 Americans were killed, 1,178 others were wounded. It was a strange time. Radar just became uh, to use, but nobody really believed in it. You know, and it was a really pretty smudgy technology. Uh, if you saw Pearl Harbor, the movie, they kind of depicted that in the movie pretty well, where the radar engineer the officer there is looking at the radar and they see a big blob. Mm -hmm. They attribute it to either birds or just some weather because then the radars weren't very... I mean, this just just happened. This new technology, you know? And uh, that was hundreds of Japanese aircraft headed in. Now, radio itself was horrible at that time. It was in the infancy of radio, so it was hard to communicate because you could barely understand what was coming out of the speakers. But this was a broadcast... Back then on NBC, of a radio station in Hawaii trying to tell the mainland that they're under attack. And I'll just play it so you understand how bad things were and how hard it was to deal with this.
9: According to an NBC News analysis.
3: Hold on, where's the radio attack? Say, that's bad radio right there. That is. Yeah, it's hard to understand. Basically, what he's saying is that they're under attack and there's uh, hundreds of aircraft and this is not a joke. Mm-hmm. That's the words he used. It's not a joke. This is actual war. It is no joke. It is a real war. It's a no joke. It's a real war. Wow. So, there you go. Active Shooter at UNLV. Here is the chief of
14: police. We do know the identity of the suspect in this case, but I will not be releasing his name tonight until after the next of kin notification. As you all know, of course, this is a tragic day for all of us in Southern Nevada, and at approximately 11.45 a.m., LVMPD dispatch received reports of an active shooter at the UNLV campus. campus. UNLV campus police responded to the scene and engaged the suspect immediately right outside of beam hall lvmpd officers also responded simultaneously i can tell you today three of the victims are confirmed deceased there is a fourth victim who suffered a gunshot wound and is now currently in sunrise hospital upgraded to stable condition.
3: We have no motive. That was Department uh, Sheriff Kevin McMahill, and uh, we find out more as the day progresses, and I'm sure a- Politics has already entered into it.
8: Oh yeah, I think somebody already has a, a gun bay yeah, somewhere in place. Yeah,
3: mm. uh, without getting any of the facts of what happened leading up to this, we always find out all the stuff afterwards where they're not screaming at the top of their lungs on TV, and then nobody really hears what happened. We still don't know what happened in that shooting with the trans shooter. We don't know anything about the, oh, yeah, yeah, the manifesto or anything. Well, why they apparently said it was an instruction manual for other people to do bad things. Yeah, right. Okay, it's you know as time goes on, you start to realize now nah, they're hiding something. So we'll find out what that is, maybe never. Just like the Jeffrey mm-hmm. Epstein list, which, by the way, a congressman who was a Durbin, Senator Durbin. Yep. Everybody else wanted the Epstein list released. Senator Durbin put a stop to it. Gee, I wonder do, do they think, do they sit down and go, before I take this action, what is it going to make me look like? Do they ever think that out and go, we, if I stop this, mm-hmm. they're going to know I'm on the list. If I don't stop it, they're going to know I'm on the list. Check this out.
14: But
5: why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs?
14: So, who are you?
5: Hillary Vaughn with Fox.
14: With Fox, of course. Uh, Fox. Wait, stop it!
5: With it.
8: Fox? What does it have to do? With oh, Fox. yeah, because of Fox. Course.
3: So, you want to know that I sexually assaulted uh, minors? Oh, that's a typical of Fox. Yeah, the other
8: stations let me be a pedophile and then leave me alone. Yeah,
14: okay, bro. Flight logs. But
5: why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know?
14: I don't know the I- issue. I know who Epstein was. But I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well,
5: he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing never his private plane? Been,
14: never been raised by anyone.
5: What Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. Said a word to me,
14: not a word. But aren't
5: you curious, like what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Doesn't that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can?
14: It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. Are you? Are you?
3: You think Uh, we're stupid? You think we're? They think we're absolutely stupid. Oh my God! You've been. No one's asked for that. I'm not doing it. I don't even know what that is. What is that, Epstein guy? What? What are you talking about, Fox News?
8: Did you see the interview yesterday where Kennedy Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr.? They had interviewed him and asked him if he'd ever been on on Epstein's plane, and he said yes twice. And then his wife was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell, but. Have you ever, because people will immediately be like, oh my God, he's a pedophile. But have you ever in your life, and I don't know all the details about it, been friends with somebody and then you find out they did something horrible and you're like, I can't believe I used to be friends with them.
3: Yeah, but look what Trump did when he found out. Yeah. Oh, he got- Threw him out of Mar-a-Lago, was part of the investigation, got him in jail. Of course, that was all, you know.
8: But you'll have people- If you say, like, Bill Clinton was on his plane or anything like that. 26 times. And they'll go, well, Trump used to be friends with him. It's like, yeah, but when he find out he was a sketch dude that was a pedophile peddling around the underage girls, he was like, yeah, you got to go. Out you go. Yeah, because I'm
11: sure not every single person that was on the plane was, you know, out there doing some heinous stuff, you know. You know the guy invites you on his plane. He goes, you go, you know, somewhere to a baseball game, whatever. But- 27 times? Have you been anywhere 27 times, other than maybe the grocery
3: store or work? Bill Clinton was diddling little girls. So was Prince Andrew. So were all of them. I mean, I'm sure that Bill Gates was involved too. How many times? Eight times he was on the plane? Well, Mm -hmm. did his
8: wife leave him because he wouldn't cut ties with Epstein? And finally, she was like, I can't be a part of this anymore. Who
3: else is going to have sex with Bill Gates? You look at him. That's true. Mm -hmm. All right. Chris Christie. That's a no, no, I'm kidding. But Chris Christie's niece is in trouble. a year after former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's niece, Shannon Christie Epstein, <laughs> interesting, 26, allegedly accused fellow airplane passengers of running drugs and drunkenly kicking deputies. She injured six deputies. She bit one and kicked another in the garage. What's going on? Is she trained in like jujitsu? How's she taking down seven officers? She Not only that, was She's the she, size of Chris Christie? <laughs> While they're trying to knock her down and get her handcuffed, she starts yelling, Don't you know who I am? My dad knows President Trump.
11: That's everybody's favorite phrase.
3: Don't you know who I am? I wouldn't be bragging that Chris Christie's your uncle. Oh, my God. It's just hysterical. But, yeah, she uh, she got convicted. So Yeah,
13: hi. This is Chris Christie, and I just have to say, She got knocked down. She got up again. My niece Shannon got in the fight. She got knocked down. She got up again, went to jail where she spent the night. She got knocked down. She got up again. My niece Shannon got in the fight. She got knocked down. She got up again, went to jail where she spent the night. All right,
3: so you know uh, George Santos. We didn't talk much about him because it was obvious from the get-go. This guy was an absolute clown, uh, and and his crimes were so hysterical. It was like it wasn't even. Maybe we maybe should have made fun of them, but it was just so. It was so funny on its own. Mm-hmm. And the story was out there, and he got kicked out of Congress. He's a he's a boob. He's a goof. I and mean Menendez
8: no, is allowed to stay in Congress? Right. So okay.
3: now the other boob and goof, the guy who represents the vegetable aisle at Kroger, John Fetterman. The old boob and goof. Yeah, he is He's uh, doing
8: better though. He, he sounds more little, coherent now than he has. He's
3: still a dip. But at at the same time, you yeah, Joe, you're right. He's he said a few things and he did something on the View the other day that kind of was kind of impressive. He actually went on there and acted ethical, which I think you see when people get brain injuries. I had one. Uh, you change things change like I, we've talked about this before. People go into a coma, they have a traumatic brain injury, and then all of a sudden they speak French.
8: Yeah, they wake up with a British accent, or they know how to play piano. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Rick so, used to be a nice guy, and then so, yeah, <laughs> John Fetterman, you know, had a stroke. So I think maybe before the stroke, he was a hardcore communist lefty, and all of a sudden now he's turning into a Republican. He got on the View, and was they asked him about George Santos because you know the View, let's pile on the conservative guy, the Republican. He said, "Wait a minute," he goes, "You're really." talking about george santos a guy who's really just what i said a clown but you don't want to talk about bob menendez who actually had gold bars in his jacket in his house that were from a robbery a violent robbery seven years ago that's that's not something we should talk about and he's still working mm. oh no yeah, that was incredible uh-huh. but then george santos and him hooked up here's what happened george santos out of a job now started a cameo service oh Wasting your money on a stupid cameo. You know what that is, right? Yeah. To hear from this guy doesn't make sense at all. For instance, if you want Mel Gibson to say happy birthday to your uncle. That's right. You pay him some money. It's not Mel Gibson. This is usually BC celebrities. Yeah. You pay him some money, 350 350- George Santos is doing that.
8: Yeah, they send you some money, or you send them money, and they'll send you a video and be like, hey, Bobby, I heard you are just getting out of the hospital, and you got a big birthday, the big 1-4, I'm pulling for you. So George Santos,
3: the guy who got kicked out of Congress, the Republican, is now doing that for a living. <laughs> so wait wow. a minute, it gets How better. How much are they? Fetterman, $343. Whoa, Fetterman, wow, that's a lot. Fetterman calls George Santos, I swear to God this happened, and gives him his credit card and has him do this for Bob Menendez, the crook in New Jersey, the senator that the gold bars there. took the bribes from Egypt. Here we go. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look. I don't think I need
0: to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make him put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong.
6: Merry Christmas.
8: <laughs> wow.
3: So, Fetterman paid to troll George Santos to troll Bob Menendez. It's See, great. That's great. Yeah.
8: funny now.
3: I can't like the guy, but I'm, I'm, for moments, I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
8: He's got a sense of humor. All right. Speaking of funny,
3: uh, looks like Gavin Newsom has his at it again. Here we go. He wants to be president. Think what would happen if this this moron became president? I don't know. I'd tell his campaign manager to watch his wife. Mm. Right. Beginning January first, a new Gavin Newsom law in California says that all retailers, shops with more than five hundred employees, Target. Walmart. Statewide must have a gender neutral area or risk incurring fines beginning January 1st. You have to have a gender neutral toy section or you'll be fined. As How a- about no, yep. Scott, this, okay? It's not a joke. This didn't come out of the Babylon Bee, the onion, nowhere. It's so I have a question, mm-hmm.
8: and this is a real question for if somebody's out there that is that is gender fluid. Maybe you can answer it. If gender is supposed to be not confined, and gender is in fact fluid, and maybe one day you feel more feminine, one day you feel more masculine, then on the feminine day, can't you go to the boy area toys, and then the, the female, if you feel more feminine one day, go to the area for the girl toys? Yeah. But- or does there have to be a whole beige area in between with like a non Binary, my easy bake oven. I don't. That's what I'm
11: saying. Like, what do you put in the gender neutral area? Just like jumpsuits, blocks. I don't know what what goes there. there? (laughs) What is that?
8: Valid
3: questions. I agree. I don't know.
11: Or here's uh, maybe this is a shortcut. You get rid of the boys section and the girls section. You just have stuff.
8: And yeah, and everything's just intertwined. Would that make a difference? Would that work? What if
11: you just have generic clothes section? Just pick out whatever you want. Who
3: cares?
8: Just a bunch of beige it's all sweatshirts, gray. anyway.
3: Yeah, just I have of... no clue what's going on. It's insanity. I know that. All right, so let me tell you about this guy. He's a professor. His name. He's an Iranian professor. His name is Mohammed Jafir Malhati, mm. college professor.
11: Mohammad Muhir Zal Zalwadi.
3: <laughs> don't, I don't know what the official name is. He travels. He, he lectures at Harvard. He lectures at Oberlin College in Ohio. He lectures at Yale sometimes. So uh, he's a tenured uh, professor ultra-liberal professor. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's calling in his classes. You can see it. It's online. They have videos of him calling for the elimination of Israel. Let me clarify that. Killing Jews. This is what we've come to now, that a professor can have a job at an Ivy League university and call for the killing of a, of a race of people, a culture of people, and, and, and be fine with his job. Well, the college is currently being investigated by the Federal Department of Education after complaints have poured in about his abused civil rights of Jewish students by scaring them by allegedly letting him speak in favor of Hamas, the terrorists, and give credit to the terrorists and writing anti-Israel screeds and making his students do anti-Israel homework. This is actually happening. Now, the move by Oberlin, there's where he's stationed, that's his main place where he teaches, to suspend... This guy, 71 years old, comes amid amid mounting fury at all the colleges he's appeared at, and the failure to grapple with anti-Semitism in the wake of the October 7th massacre of 1,200 Israelis by terrorists. The presidents of Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania face demands to resign from a billion don to resign from a billion donor Wednesday. Well, I don't know what that means. From donors, billionaires. And criticism from the White House after telling Congress it depends on the context. Remember, yesterday we played you those mm-hmm. clips of what he said in class. Well, nothing happened. He didn't get fired. However, this week, Mahalty was suspended. Oh, why would you think he was suspended, Jill? After everything I just told you, um, hate speech.
8: Well, that would make sense. I'm I'm assuming it's something that doesn't make sense. No,
3: no. While all this brouhaha was going on, somebody was studying his background. They found out that in 1990, it just surfaced this week...
8: He did blackface.
3: No, that during uh, being a junk professor at Columbia University, he had been accused of giving a graduate good grades for sex. That's why they suspended him. Oh, because he was a a perv for grades yeah yeah he was giving this girl good grades and all she had to do was have a little hobbity gaga with him every few nights and
8: he gave her a's but that's that's why they suspended him but not for calling for eradication of an entire group of people that's fine no, you can exactly. to work here if you do that that's
3: that's what we've gotten to and that's why i'm going to read you something i don't ordinarily do this because i'm a really poor reader on the air but i i i practiced this i read through it six times well two well okay well i I, I, I looked at it. I briefly looked at it. But <laughs> um, Rick talked pretty one day. This is, uh, <laughs> this is out of the Wall Street Journal, and, and this I thought was excellent. It's, it's not that long. It's just me who will stumble through it, but I apologize ahead of time. I'll do my best. So here's what he wrote. This is Wall Street Journal. America faces a formidable range of calamities at the moment. Crimes out of control, borders in chaos by design. Children poorly educated while sexualized and politicized against parental opposition, unconstitutional censorship, a press that does government PR rather than oversight, our institutions and corporations debased in the name of diversity, equity and inclusion and more. To these have been added an outbreak of anti-Semitism like we've never seen before. Every one of these degradations can be traced wholly or in large part to a single source, the corruption of higher education by radical political activists. Children's test scores have plummeted because college education departments train teachers to prioritize social justice over education. Censorship started with one-party campuses shutting down conservative voices. The coddling of criminals originated with academia's devotion to the idea that criminals are victims, not victimizers. The drive to separate children from their parents begins in long-standing campus contempt for the suburban home and the nuclear family. They hate you, but you give them money to radicalize your kids. Radicalized college journalism departments promote far-left advocacy. Open borders reflect pro-globalism pro-glo- uh, and anti-nation state sentiment among radicalized professors. DEI started as a campus ruse to justify racial quotas. Campus anti-Semitism grew out of the ideologies like anti-colonialism, anti-capitalism, and intersectionality. Marxism. Never have college campuses exerted so great or so destructive an influence on us and our children. Once an indispensable support of our advanced society, academia has become a cancer in our country and it will kill us. Higher education by and for political radicals was foreseen and banned by the American Association of University Professors, which in the celebrated 1915 policy statement warned that, listen to this, warned that teachers... Uh, Warned the teachers against taking unfair advantage of the students' immaturity by indoctrinating him with the teachers' own opinions and politics. Mm. That was actually a law. Optimists see signs of hope in the growing public hostility against campus foolishness like what's going on right now. But radical control of the campuses becomes more complete every day as older professors retire and are replaced by more radical, younger activist professors. The membership of the National Association of Diversity Officers in Higher Education, which represents the enforcers of radical orthodoxy, has tripled in the past three years. In advanced society... In an advanced society, we can't tolerate the capture of its educational system by a fringe political sect that despises its constitution and the country's way of life. Personnel is the policy. In other words, it's not the policy. It's the people who teach. They're the policy. Effective reform means only one thing, getting those political activists out of the classroom and replacing them with academic thinkers and teachers who want to do nothing more than teach. This doesn't mean replacing left with right has nothing to do with that. But the only real solution is for Americans to grasp the depth of the problem and change their behavior accordingly. And this is so true. Most parents and students seem to be on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Young Jack is 18, so it's time for college. His family still assumes the students will be taught by professors who are smart, well-informed, and with broad sympathies. Not true any longer. Mm -hmm. Professors are now predominantly close-minded, ignorant, and stupid enough to believe that Marxism works despite overwhelming historical evidence that it never does and kills millions of people. Mm -hmm. If enough parents and students gave serious thought to the question that we just posed here, whether this ridiculous version of a college education is still worth it, especially for four years of a young person's life, and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, corrupt institutions of higher education would collapse creating the space for better ones to arise. In other words, parents, start sending your kids to college where they're going to get a good education without all this bull crap. It may not be Harvard. You may not be able to go be at a cocktail party and brag about where your son or daughter's going, but they'll get an education without being indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. Now, the best part, the biggest threat to our country isn't climate change. It isn't China or the national debt. It is the tyrannical grip... That a hopelessly corrupt higher education system now has in our national life. If we don't stop it now, it will in one generation destroy this country before a shot is fired.
8: That's right.
3: It's over. It, these students that are graduating now, the ones that are burning things down, that are calling for the killing of Jews, I mean, that's so serious. I, I just can't even believe I'm saying this. And it's going on in all these universities. If we don't stop it now, in 10 years, these are going to be our leaders
8: question was posed the other day because now we're in december so you have a lot of seniors in high school getting letters early letters from colleges of where they're accepted a lot of uh, ninth tenth and eleventh graders trying to figure out where they would like to go to college and they were posing the question parents and kids what's more important where you go or what happens after you get there And you really need to do the research instead of, oh, all my friends are going to this college and this is such a prestigious college and I'll get a great job if I have the name of this college on here versus doing some research on what that college is about, what the professors are about, and what kind of education you're going to get after you arrive.
11: Yeah, Yeah. There's an important question you got to ask yourself. Are you being taught what to think or how to think? Correct.
8: Big difference.
11: Wow. And just a little something out there for everybody. You don't always need the piece of paper. I know a lot of people, a lot of pieces of papers, dumber than a bag of hammers. So, I mean, sometimes going to school, you get that piece of paper, just means you're good at going to school. If you really want to know, information's out there. MIT posts half their coursework for free on the internet. You can just go look at it.
8: Unfortunately, there's still a lot of companies out there that are in the dark ages, and they won't even look at contenders unless they have a degree.
11: Well, that's their fault, because they'll get a bunch of people in there that don't know what they're doing, because they were taught... What to think, not how to think.
8: But that's not every college. Not every college no. is going to teach you how to think. You just have to do the research. You just have to determine, like Rick said, go look at the university or the college and, and pick the one that's going to be best fit for your child and the education that they're going to be receiving once they get there.
11: But also, like critical thinking needs to take a role no matter how old you are, what college you go to. Anytime you get information in, you need to be able to decipher, hey, is this what I think or is this what I'm being told to think? Like, you have to be able to
3: differentiate. And finally, on the same tip here, we uh, we are having a math revolution right now. Oh. Uh, teachers across the world, this is what happened. This this uh, assessment score just came out. It's called the Program for International Student Assessment. Uh, where they find out how dumb we are compared to everybody else in the world. PISA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, that's what PISA. Right. Um, we have fallen. We used to be in a top 100 percentile. Now we have fallen to 465th after uh, or with in a list of a 1,000 uh, in 2022, an all-time low for America on students being competent in math, being proficient in math mm-hmm. mathematics. So the New York Times published this piece, and it was contributed to by many teachers, also surprisingly by the education department, which I'm surprised at. But, uh, uh, I mean, Jap- Japanese, South Korea, Democrat, democratic countries like that, cleaning our clock. Still well, cleaning our clock. Well, I blame mm-hmm. a lot
8: of the curriculum, too, because they're just making the kids dumber with all this talk of, well, let's not give grades, because math is racist, and Joey might feel bad if he gets an F. And if Bobby over here gets an A because he studied, well, we can't have Joey feeling bad. Well, if Joey didn't study, then he deserves an F. And then Joey needs to know what it feels like to not do your work and feel terrible about yourself when you don't follow through with something you are supposed to do. Then maybe Joey will learn.
11: Yeah, instead of coddling the kids because well, well, you didn't do well, but that's okay. You'll graduate with all the other kids, too. No, maybe you need to get held back so you do better next time.
3: Just, just quick scores here. Okay, uh, when you put us up against, uh, let's say, the Korea, uh, South Korea. Well, uh, in in the United States, just seven percent of U.S. students scored at the highest level in math compared to twenty-three percent in Japan, South Korea, forty-one percent, mm-hmm. Singapore, China, fifty-one uh, percent. Yeah, we're so low because uh,
8: education's valued differently there than it is here.
3: Yeah, we have lost, while uh, Netherlands, Norway, and Poland lost 25 points in the score on math uh, proficiency, we lost over 50 points. Mm -hmm. We are double any other country. And at the same time that that's going on, we spend more than any other country per student in the world. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's insane, right? And they still don't have school supplies. (laughs) Yeah, we still got to do bake sales and stuff. It's crazy.
7: There is a crisis in American education. 33% of U.S. students lack basic math proficiency. That's more than half of all children. If 33% or one quarter of students are traveling on a train at 60 kilograms per hour and the train breaks down, who will fix it? Who will become an engineer? One of the nerds who the 33% beat up Maybe a foreign exchange student. It's time we put two and two together and make whatever that comes out to as our goal. Because what we're doing now doesn't add up. This has been a public service announcement to educate our children to understand Heisenberg's theory of relativity. What? E equals MC Hammer.
13: The Sunny Update.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.